Hopefully we're live at this point, though. We'll have to should wave. Be live. Uh, people have to let us know if they can hear us uh, loud and clear. That would be very helpful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're checking. Uh, how's everyone doing, by the way? How's all the gang? Good, I hope. Apparently silent. Sleeping, bro. <laughs> I'm here and feeling it. He's my, feeling it. Did my last final today, big win. Oh, nice. 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 He fell. Is like, oh no, it is light. Never mind. I'm full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're talking about something special today. Um, it's not quite cyberpunk, but what is it we're talking about today, Colin? If you want to introduce us in, we are talking about the one, the only, Elisarius Call. Uh, the oh. I, I was trying to really think of quick, like a you know a WWE name for him, uh, but I. The metal monstrosity. There we go. That's his wrestling. That's pretty game. good. I like, metal I like the Mechanicus Mac. The mechanic. That's pretty good too. Mechanicus <laughs> Mac Daddy. Uh, yeah, the uh, Belisarius Call. Pretty smart fella. Uh, you know, reinvented Space Marines to applause and hate from uh, both the fandom and in universe. As Eli <laughs> has demonstrated, as much as Eli's absolute hatred, um, this is the. I would say the man. It's the thing. That's responsible for the Primaris Marines, but we're going to get a bit more into that uh, probably, later. Uh, probably most influential human character in the setting at this point because of that. That's, yeah. me, that's me making an opinion. It's but an opinion. He's, he's up there. If not the that's most, he's definitely up there. That's if Gilliman's a human. The main character of Warhammer. We're all just living in his world, though. You see uh, that in the <laughs> Infinite exists. Yeah, it is true. Um, but before we begin that, though, uh, we start again with the question of the week. Thank yeah. you, everyone who submitted their uh, answers last time. I think it was hashtag buddies. I think I can't remember the exact uh, question we did, but it was something like, who would you want to take into or be buddies with in Warhammer? And I've got a few. Uh, I mean, there's some of them are just straight up like insulting, but I think they're pretty um, <laughs> on task. So I will start with uh, the first one here. This is by um, Henry Kyo, uh 2860 He says, hashtag buddies. Uh, I would take Rogue Dawn so I could bore my enemies to death. <laughs> which is <laughs> so mean. Yeah. I feel so bad because yeah. Rogue Dawn gets crapped on so much for like, it's one of those things like he's very much, uh, yeah, crapped on in lore when he's meant to be like in the books. If you read the books, like, oh my God, it's Rogue Dawn. And then outside of the books and on tabletop, I was like, oh, it's Regal Dawn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, damn. Um, poor Dawn, though. Uh, I, I, okay, this is uh, the next one. Someone's going to hate this, but um, at Colin's Little Femboy. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yes. At Colin's Little Femboy. You're um, a foul human being. <laughs> I mean, Coming from the, um, if a man who loves VTubers is telling you you're foul, you know you've hit rock bottom. <laughs> Settle down now. <laughs> he puts hashtag buddies. I would want Nagash as my best bud. That way yeah. he can show me why he is the bone daddy. So a bit of a one-two punch. Maybe not. Maybe not. Hell yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was. It was a. We, they had us in the first half, and then it went right downhill. And the last one is by at Crazy Scotsman nine three two seven. He puts hashtag buddies. I would choose either to follow around Gotrek and Felix or Snorri Nosebiter. Yeah. Am I going to die in this? Am I going to die in this adventures that happen? Most likely, would it be a glorious <laughs> way to go and fun and futile attempt to hang out with a dwarf with the 
spot of consuming ale. Um, <laughs> this guy has his priorities straight. Um, we appreciate that, though. Maybe stick I to think hanging out with Felix. Gotrick is pretty unpleasant to be around. <laughs> he's pretty... I mean, I was, I'm reading some of the Age of Sigmar uh, Gotrek books, and they're very much just... The entire thing is him, like, rubbish. Like, he's always hates yeah, everyone. He's, <laughs> he, he's pretty much... It's something like he's just um what's like he has like a resting I don't know not resting just bitch a cantankerous face, like, old man <laughs> yeah he's just re resting pissed off with the entire universe yeah uh, we do have one more uh, for the next question of the week um, does anyone want to explain what this next one is obviously it's a bit on theme here I think it's to do with uh, I can't remember the exact question which one we did we pick I think it so, was um, I believe it's um. If you could augment yourself with anything from the 40k universe, what would it be? Necessarily be like exactly in the law. If you think it would work in 40k, if you think it would exist, then go for it. And like, there, what's there, the there's there's got to be a planet in the entire galaxy <laughs> that's cyberpunk town. Yeah, exactly. There is an air fire STC. Exactly. Uh, well, I think the hashtag was chromed chrome up. Me up. Chrome me up. Chrome hashtag me up. chrome me up. Um, so if you want to, I mean, Make the answers obviously within reason. <laughs> Don't let YouTube flag you. Um, I do believe I think in an episode like a while back, Andy did say yeah, he made like a little slip and he said, Oh, what if you have a nice toaster wife or something like that? And uh you so you know, let's just keep I also the called Horus the Whoremaster once by accident, but that was just <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was there the day the like the Whoremaster slew the Emperor. I was there the I was there the day Horace shat himself. <laughs> That's still amazing. Oh, that guy knows who he is, and he knows he's probably listened to this and wrote that, and that was <laughs> genius. Oh, it was so how, good. How far? How far would you fellas go with the uh, mechanicus augmenting? Pretty personally, I, I, I don't think calls mechanical enough. I still see a, I still see a face that's yeah. clearly still a regular human left hand. Yeah. Not, no, too much, too much meat. I mean, it depends what you want to do, right? Like, what's the what's the objective of having getting chromed up? And I would say I want to do something that I literally could not possibly do as a normal human being. I want to be able to fold in half and like <laughs> fit into like little crevices, something. I want someone to look at me and their first thought be confusion. I probably go full Adam Jensen to be like, I did ask for this and just have like the sunglasses coming in, doing like jumping up the top of buildings, punching through walls, seeing through walls and stuff, and just be like, I'm a chromed up kind of dude. Yeah. But that's mm -hmm. I, I like those games. I am a I would definitely fan, get personally. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, As an ardent Emperor's too. Children Ferris, fan, you're like, oh, Ferris metal, was right. cringe. Ferris was right. I'll just, I'll take the Space Marine augmentations and that's it. Ferris mm. is a fucking dork. Come on. Uh, oh, I'll say uh, one word uh, and I won't justify it or explain it. Um, tentacles. Okay. Ugh. Moving on. Metallic <laughs> tentacles and that's it. Uh, speaking of that, though, uh, we're about to get into the reason people are actually here for, which isn't not the chromed up um, scarring, but uh, some of the lore. And we're talking about the Arch Magos Belisarius call. I think Andy is taking the lead on this one. Yeah. So Andy will guide us through this journey. So it's going to be quite a dense one, I think, because there's a lot to talk about. Um, but again, feel free if ever I'm talking about anything and you want to pitch in because we're going to cover everything from his origins to what he's doing in current day. Um, there's actually a surprising amount 
five page scripts of notes um and i remember when i was writing this earlier i was like oh it's not going to be like too extensive i was wrong um but let's begin at the start where all things tend to begin in the first place so belisarius oh before we do actually we just got a donation from chin big he gave us 65 sek thank you thank you very much he said the savior of the imperium the smartest man alive the conduit of the omni close the rift absolute turbo heretic belisarius call that's why we love him that was a much better wwe intro than anything we did (laughs) (laughs) although before we start actually do you guys think he's a heretic in the by the definition of what they call it yeah yeah would the imperium (laughs) say yes yes do i think so no i think he's a smart fella perfecting the emperor's work which is already perfect which which is not hard to do at all (laughs) you have a five fifth grade level intelligence (sighs) but i mean he's like as heretical (laughs) as the people who redesign the iphone every year like there's not that much that's changed maybe the cameras that those are apple corporates i think they're they're worse than call Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all of them are going to hell yeah Um, My apologies to any Apple CEOs watching the stream right now. It is not yeah, sponsored they, by yeah. Apple, the stream. <laughs> I hope not. Otherwise, we really screwed up that sponsorship. <laughs> Someone said he's not heretic enough, which, it, I mean, mm. that would be, I mean, you blur the line to being, fan, yeah, Fabius Bile at that point. The real main character. Ugh. Anyway, ugh. Old, old, old man. Um, anyway, speaking of old man, so Belisarius is one of the oldest servants of the imperium or even individuals in the at least in the galaxy if you, if you if you ignore the eldar and the necrons at least for the human side of things pretty much one of the only people who's been alive since the horus heresy and when i say alive um he's been serving the imperium for ten thousand years in some way or another uh one of the most influential and powerful adepts of mars he is known as the uh, archmagos dominus and commands leagues of the mechanicus's military might he has untold technological technological creations as well as improvements that he's been crafting over the years and he derives a lot of his inspiration from the dark age of technology because the mechanicus being the mechanicus and being one of the most powerful people in it he's able to um investigate and tinker with some stuff locked away in its most secret and well-guarded vaults uh, but the first recorded instance of belisarius at least in the law that we know of is during the horus heresy um he was created on Mars, and I say created specifically because uh, Belisarius was not born. He was uh, grown in a vat um, within the birthing facility of Xanth on Terra under the tutelage of Magos biologist Hammereth during the 31st millennium. Um, so he was vat-grown. And the reason he's vat-grown is because the Mechanicus find that being born is a bit cringe. It's a bit slow. It takes like 18 years before you can even like learn how to make a sandwich properly or, you know, pay rent. It's like, this is too slow. So they actually tend to grow their, or at least they did during the Horus Heresy, they grow their uh, their tech adepts. And at the, at the day he was born, he was already able to speak fluently um, because he, his, his, I'm not. I don't think it says exactly how quickly he grows up, but he's basically an adolescent within his first couple of days. He's already jumped from like the age of zero to fourteen or something. Just like right, he's grown up. That was quick, um, because again, the Mechanicus is not all. They don't really like to to waste time, shall we say? Now, he further over time 
he started to, you know, learn and craft things. He was never one to be uh, compliant to the, do the dogma of the Mechanicus where you should fear technology and innovation that you don't understand. He's always been someone who wants to get to the new horizons of innovation. And as a young tech adept, he was starting to tinker with things. He was starting to grow more intelligent. Um, he directed data directly into his mind, but he was always a bit of a strange guy in that he didn't like overt transformations of I'm going to cut off one of my appendages and replace it with a brand new metal one. He was always more um, reverent with the emperor in particular and said the, 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 you know, the emperor is pretty much perfect. He's not got many great big glaring augmentations because the emperor does have augmentations. So they're just very subtle. And he's like, no, we need to champion being human above being robots. Ah, is um, that like, um, Ark, is it Ark of the Land? In the Horus yes. Heresy, he keep he's the only uh, one of the few members of Mechanicum at the time yeah, um, who he still looks relatively human because he said like, mm. oh, you know, we worship the machine god, but the Omnissiah is a human. So therefore his form is sacred. So the human form yeah. should be. And then everyone looks at Arkanlan and goes, that's weird. You've got, huh? you know, where's, where's your monkey with the poison <laughs> tail? Yeah, <it's> <laughs> Dude, I agree with pointy them. beard. Imagine <laughs> joining the machine cult and being that boring. I mean, you don't no, join too... the machine cult; you're just born into it. <laughs> he <laughs> is, well, I, yeah, he is augmented. To be fair, but it's yes. they look human. He looks more like a man. Yeah, he he was never one to be like, oh, hum you need to get away from being human. You need to quickly become like the Omnicide. He was like, no, the human is a is like a holy form, so to speak. Um, because again, yeah. he believes that. The emperor is the omnisire implicitly because uh despite um, being uh creatures of logic and um like essentially mathematics and binary code and machine they are very much uh zealots of faith as well which is quite i always find that does it dichotomy is quite strange yeah which is like yes but then that thing is like it, it's so like the two different things merging together which um is why it's so damn crazy and if someone is yeah. listening to this is new to warhammer oh my god mechanicus is like the best grim dark thing ever yeah, they're, so they're, cool. they're, they're, they're so weird and yes. and i think of all the factions as well they're kind of like i feel like they're one of the hardest to get into because it's like oh they literally for the most part don't have a human face or something that you could <laughs> like imprint upon like oh that's like me it's like oh it's a it's a guy made of like Sev several bits of metal and you can see a bit of his face and he has no real emotions like oh great would you say that's Character. a similar problem to say if someone was like a vtuber <laughs> positive <laughs> Colin, which is like oh, they're not quite the human form oh, so we no. struggle to relate to it in some capacity <laughs> i think i've seen the people in vtuber chats and i think they have no issues uh, <laughs> assimilating as it were some yeah. of those people are a wee bit too down bad do you think on Mars then there was like a phase bit when they went from like the Martian priests Basically. being worshipped to like, oh, we had a VTuber like decade <laughs> and then we fully made the transition to worshipping. It's, it's, it's why they banned AI, actually. It was just mm. a veiled way of getting rid of that garbage. Too many guys giving their day, money those away. AI girlfriends that are starting to crop up and that was like the downfall. That was when it was started. Like, oh no, <laughs> this is terrible. Um, Not sorry, I want, I want to yeah, yeah, I am self-reporting. That <laughs> <laughs> just reminds me, like, even I found it equally creepily creepy in a weird thing I learned, which was like there are live streams where like people just stare 
at the thing and you it's sort of designed for people who are like find it difficult to have people stare at them or like make eye contact so there are streams huh. where people just stare at the camera for like hours hmm. and that equally wow. was i do think they, i'm glad do that they do anything no they, they kind of just it's like normal life but then they just they get used to like people staring at them obviously on camera but i'm just glad the people yes. know this now and there's like a category of it it's not the weirdest wow. thing out there but it's pretty much like it's not the weirdest thing, but it's not far off. Well, I mean, uh, it's on. It, it's a. It's a four out of ten. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. the sleepy why, streams. Why... Oh, just yeah. sleep on camera. Oh, I'd... why would you watch that when you could be here with the boys talking about Beetle Daddy? Who doesn't know. sleep, probably? Um, Unless yeah. it's one of those streams yeah. where you can screw with them while they're sleeping. Yeah, those are the, funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, back to back to. So he began his career as a tech acolyte on the world of Tresolian A4 under the tutelage of the Magos Domina, uh, Magos Domia, Hester Aspergia Sigma Sigma, which is like a, a typical Mechanicus name. You can't just be called Kevin. It's like, no, your name is Hester Aspergia Sigma Sigma or Toaster12345. Um, and while under the tutelage of the Magos, he started to learn the arts of soul merging. Uh, so soul merging is the art of digital duplication, which allows adepts to merge their own basically mental, mental faculties and psyche with other beings, which helps aid in implanting and subsuming knowledge and experiences. So rather than, for example, if, if we took Eli and I was like, ah, he's he's very knowledgeable about fitness rather than like training for several years and learning diet and nutrition and form. And so I could just be like plonk and put <laughs> Eli's brain in my brain and now I too can deadlift for the dark gods so that's kind of the, the basic idea of um, soul merging which is a weird name for it like soul merging but it, it, it works um, so like I said he he was always reticent to replace his own organs and limbs with mechanical upgrades uh, but as he started to age, to age he started to realize maybe if I'm going to continue to serve the emperor I'm going to have to utilize some of this soul merging technology to start with just to just to keep me, you know, keep keep the keep the the curve of my experience and my knowledge continuing to tick away. But in the future, I'm going to have to think of a way to get more storage space. Um, and this was kind of the, the beginning of his. Uh, well, what you see him as today. Um, but of, of all the Mechanicus adepts, he was among the most. Um, he venerated the emperor more than pretty much anyone else. He was very much like, I'm one of his guys. He's the best. Mwah. Love me emperor. Simple as. Um, is, that, is that in the yeah. way, like, because they think he, just for people listening, it's because the emperor to them is the omnisire, which is... Yeah, because not everyone in the Mechanicus believes he's the omnisire to an extent, but mm. a lot do. And Belisarius is like, yes, the emperor is the omnisire. The omnisire is my god. He's literally my god. I love it. Is the so. just for a clarification for people, the Omnisire is not the machine god, but it's like the living avatar of the machine yeah. god. Yeah, it's like not it's a prophet, a... but yeah, it's like an embodiment. I don't want to make a <laughs> real world uh, link to it because I feel like that might be just a bit too <laughs> crass. Yeah, I mean, um, I was. It's in the name Omnisire, like. Yeah, Messiah. The Messiah. The Messiah the machine, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I never put that together. I, I, I know what you're saying, but it, <laughs> yeah. it's. I get what you I mean. Now. Yeah, it's probably better to be safe most of the time. But it's one of those things where once you see it, it's like that's they're not yeah. hiding it. They're yeah. not hiding they have, that they one have at Trinitarian, all. There's even Trinitarian uh, like space marine chapters and other yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 
Oh, and again, cool. with, the, with the, the idea of a Godhead, he can be God and also the son of God or the prophet of God at the same time yeah, simultaneously. God. And it's fantasy. So like, yeah, why not? Um, Someone's put beer gut Dominus. We don't oh. body shame Mechanicus boys on this <laughs> joint because they that's can literally have it anywhere they want. Belly. It's yeah. a, he's a, a beetle. beetle. Belly. And also he can um, skitter really fast. So watch what you oh, say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, at this point, Call started to realize he was struggling to retain the raw amount of information he was consuming. Because again, he's still pretty young at this point. He's like, I think technically only a few years old, even though he's like a man. Um, <clears throat> but many over the years, many have claimed that Belisarius over the years has lost untold archives, amounts of knowledge. Um, more than anyone in history, he's learned things that would be absolutely like groundbreaking and then had to just forget it or wipe it from his memory in order to input new stuff um and because of this dawning problem he started to perform illegal modifications in secret on his own body because again even though the emperor is not wounded yet even though tech heresy isn't at the heights it is in the 41st millennium the tech adepts still don't like a lot of procedures they don't like a lot of the stuff that could be described as heresy and so in secret, Belisarius goes, I need more storage. I need to increase my SSD in my brain. I'm going to just like perform operations on myself while I'm awake to try and increase the threshold of my like storage capacity. Um, so his intelligence started to skyrocket. His cognitive abilities, again, kept growing. And <clears throat> this would be when he had his first brush with the traitors, wherein Warmaster Horus, during the Horus heresy of the you know, his, his namesake, invaded the Trisolian system and commanded uh, Kaur's mentor Hester Aspersia Sigma Sigma to defect to the traitor cause, which she did. Um, Kaur was not happy about this because he looked at Horus's form and was like, that's disgusting, that's gross, look at, ugh, ugh, look at that Moormaster, gross. And he really hated what he embodied and what he was obviously like projecting. So Call pretended to submit to the will of the Warmaster and his master whilst plotting behind Aspersia's back. Um, he had a really good friend called Friedish Adam Shipquo, which is a weird name. And Dreckity hits him with the full name every time as well. <laughs> <laughs> Friedish Adam Kripfo. Yeah, just like can't call him Fred. Can't take him on a stealth mission because of the uh, whole damn The picture <laughs> on the screen right now goes pretty hard, not gonna lie. He looks pretty yeah, yeah, thug in that. <laughs> There's some good ones. That little um, tube into his like side of his yeah. nose is giving me creeps. <laughs> oh. Well, that's why they do it with like Horus and stuff, cover, isn't it? They, they just put like tubes up the character's nose who are usually yeah. evil just so you're a bit like Ugh. just a visceral reaction like oh there's um there's an nose. art piece with um death company like blood angels death company mm. and a guy just straight up has like a sort of extraction fan like tube to the side <laughs> of his head and i must I remember just i remember thinking like that, that is horrifically inconvenient <laughs> it's just imagine someone like or can answer anyone from the, the left like oh <laughs> or the big like extractor fan tubes on Horus's head where it's like it's because it's uploading data into his brain it's like it's big big tubes Gah. um it's like yeah, so cool. let's just see or damn the humanity is weird in 40k <laughs> yeah um but anyway we'll call him fred so fred and belisarius they they start to plot to escape the trisolian system and together they manage to kill aspersia sigma sigma before escaping and before they do, 
Belisarius uses the knowledge he's learned from his mentor to merge her consciousness into his own intelligence core, which I believe is just like the equivalent of a brain. But he he incorporates her knowledge, her experience, her mind itself into his soul merges with Aspersia. And now he's one of the most amazing soul merging scientists there is because he already had a grasp on it. And now he has literally incorporated the the kind of the big the, the most prominent scientist in that field into his own mind. So that's probably a good way to start, really. Like, oh, I want to use this ability to like incorporate people's minds. I'm gonna do it to the first one I'm gonna do it to is the best in the field. Yoink. Oh, that's helpful. Um oh Colin, yeah, I don't know if you even remember this, but wasn't there like an old Dragon Ball movie or part of like, the old series where like I think it was another Saiyan or a character would he battled like the Saiyans and he basically would absorb their power at the end of it. And I can't remember the name. It was Dr. Giroux in Android 19, the fat clown who would absorb <laughs> I don't know if it was the, I don't know necessarily if it's the androids. It might have been something else. <laughs> but to be fair, like, or like Cell, to be fair. It's it similar to Cellus? Cell. The Tree of Life? Yeah, uh, I'd have to like re It's been a while, but it reminds you of that. Or even like Cell, to be fair. Cell, didn't Cell absorb? He did. The, uh, drink people. <laughs> I guess to be fair, Belitarius did the equivalent of like brain soup, but cells cells gonna be in Fortnite. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that with that horrifying you statement. Know I'm so you can fight bucks. John Wick and Master <laughs> Chief, and yeah, oh god, cell about to hit the meanest gritty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so. Basically, Call and Fred, they flee to Holy Terror because they're like, traitors are cringe, we're going to help the Emperor. And they manage to get to Holy Terror. And Belisarius is instantly summoned by a geneticist known as Ezekiel Sedain. And uh, before anyone mentions, yes, I pronounce uh, Abaddon's name as Ezekiel on my channel because that's how it's spelt. Because there's Ezekiel Sedain and there's also Ezekiel from the Death Watch, and they're not the same name. They're spelt differently, so I don't pronounce them the same. Stop telling me it's pronounced Ezekiel Abaddon when it's not. Or do you Because it's not spelled. You could that be wise. like, um, I'm pretty yeah. sure, bless his name, good old lovely chap, Arbiter Ian, fellow Lord mm. Channel. Arbiter Ian. Arbiter Ian. I'm, I'm sure he might say a few names wrong just on purpose, just to get me. Mm. <laughs> the one that gets me Nothing is the man, funny. Russ. Like, ugh. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, the man. I still. Well, when I've I was a little kid, mm. I was like, how is this guy named Lemon Russ? Because so... <laughs> <laughs> he's so sour. Oh, um, yeah. mm. I had I got, I still got a beef with uh, the author Guy Haley, which is Gullyman. <laughs> it's not Gullyman. Oh, God, yeah. oh, or or I had, um, yeah, like a comment recently saying, it's not pronounced, you don't pronounce the E in Gillum, in Rebute. I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, everyone I, mean, everyone I have ever met does. What is that guy on yeah. about? <laughs> To be fair, it's like, it's, it's Gilliman. <laughs> to be fair to Guy Haley, uh, uh, reboot, reboot. That's the one. Guy Haley's written like three books and other stuff in like some of the good like recent 40k lore with Gilliman in it, and then he still gets mm. the name wrong. So I don't know. The thing is, right? I know for a fact that there is someone in GW who has like a tome of how to pronounce all the words really? correctly, but I've never like so I've heard um, Peachy from Painting Face talk about. It. I'm like, oh, that's mm. cool. But I, I just want to like pour over it and be like, I will know the pronunciation and scribble out the ones I think are incorrect and put how I think they you should. You mean Ezekiel Abaddon? Uh, yeah. Oh, that, anyway, that Abaddon is the thing that gets me the most. Yeah. Like, I, Ezekiel like or a bad one. He's a bit of a badon. Like no, it's Abaddon. Um, anyway, so they manage to get they, they get to Holy Terror. Ezekiel Sedain says, "Call." Cool. 
I need your help improving the genetic template of the Legiones Astartes. I've been working on it a few years. And Cor's like, oh, cool. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Um, so Sedane is in a bit of a quandary. He's really old. He's having a lot of trouble using rejuvenate surgeries where basically people in the Imperium can kind of like, uh, like, uh, what's it? Um, is it F fourth refresh? Whatever the shortcut is, like you can just be like refresh, and you can get your body kind of a few years younger yeah. through rejuvenates. Yeah, through yeah, so rejuvenation called rejuvenate treatments. But it's it's not like a sure thing. Uh, the more you do it, the worse it gets, the less effective. And he's now kind of going. I'm getting older and older, and I'm still old. This is rubbish. I go and like have a rejuvenate, and I only lose like two years. This is rubbish. So he's desperately trying to find a way to prolong his own life. And that's why he needs Belisarius. Because why? Belisarius is now the foremost um, soul merger in the Imperium. So Sedane, uh, basically, he kills Fred because he's a dick. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, Friedish is dead. And he goes, if you work for me, I will help you bring him back to life through your soul merging technology and my own um, genetic biologist powers will bring your friend back uh, as long as you do as i say so cool goes okay and he allows sedane to try and absorb belisarius's mind into his own but so badass is belisarius and his intelligence that he actually does an uno reverse card and absorbs sedane's mind into his own so sedane basically just plays right into Belisarius's hands. He learns all of his knowledge that he's been working on for hundreds of years on how to improve the Legiones Astartes template. And something weird happens. Uh, during his uh, absorption of Sedane and his experience, he starts to absorb his memories. And one of them is where, during the Unification Wars, Sedane is speaking to the Master of Mankind directly. And a weird thing happens. The Emperor is talking to Sedane, but he calls him Belisarius. And he kind of does that like fourth wall break where he looks kind of past Sedane and directly speaks to Belisarius, knowing that in the future he's going to absorb Sedane's memories and see this. It's like a weird, That's cool. like cryptic message he's put in his own memory. And so the Emperor says, all right, Belisarius, uh, the time is going to come soon where I'm not going to be able to continue the great works of the Imperium. You have to continue my work. I have two jobs for you. Um... And he basically goes, okay, you have to continue basically Sedane's work on the Astartes, but you also have to try and do whatever you can as a pledge to your god, your leader, the guy that I know you think I am, that you, I know you love me, so do as I say. I need you to foster the, um, the imperial uh, innovation and technological advancement in my stead because I'm not going to be around for long. And Belisarius is like, well, um, sure, okay, cool. And now he is tasked with some of the most important responsibilities of any member of the Imperium ever. And uh, I'm going to basically give us a bit of chance to ask some questions because that's kind of the first chunk about Belisarius' call. Now he is destined to continue mm. the works of the Emperor. And uh, have we got any questions about Belisarius so far? I do have a slight tidbit part which is because some yeah, people sure. think when this scene happens this implies that the emperor always knew the horus heresy was going to happen and it was like predestined whereas in sort of in the master of mankind but it, it sort of explains how the emperor can see like the future 
but in a way because the emperor is so like like conrad kerr's sanguineous they see like glimpses but the emperor is so powerful he can see so many futures that it's almost like he can see none if you know what i mean like it, it's almost like again he describes it like climbing a mountain where like he can see the footholds but there's so many he doesn't know which ones always lead to the mountaintop which is like his end goal and i think this might have been talking to belisarius is like a contingent essentially where he goes he goes you know if, if, if things go along this line i need you to do something else but then if the horus heresy never happened then this will never happen sort of thing mm. and it would probably so be quite just helpful to have a pair of hands he's like oh that'd be useful he can work for me he'll do it for free brilliant <laughs> if only if only there were two separate alien races with a hundred percent accurate future prediction methods <laughs> not according to the most recent book apparently <laughs> the end and the death apparently the eldar at the time of now um in the death volume two the eldar can the warp is so messed up they can no longer see the future accurate at all and that's yeah. the Emperor's Sad. fault for making Horus, who started that whole shit show. And basically all the Eldar like sniffling, like I think um Eldrad's saying to them, Yeah, you didn't want to get involved in the heresy sort of thing. You called it snubby human <laughs> affairs. And now look at being what's really happened. helpful. Yeah. Hmm. Uh that's a further I, proof Eldrad is a G. Uh mm. Colin, did you have your question or thing for the I group? <laughs> did I did. Uh so since he kind of, you know, went up to call, was like, hey. You're, I, I, I don't know, he's backup plan, like Alpha Bravo 9, whatever <laughs> number of backup plans he has for this crap. Would that not technically mean that not only is he not a heretic with the whole Primaris thing, everyone else is? <laughs> because yeah. Biggie pretty explicitly told yeah. him, hey, you do your thing. And that's the thing. That's what drives him. He's like, I literally have our gods or our prophet or our messiah's blessing shut the f and it's like oh but but oh you just oh uh, but then if you're a mechanics guy you're like oh well he just told you did he's like yes free. what <laughs> yeah, he told me in a memory and i have no evidence for it but shut up he told me i'm the proper guy in charge and they're like nah, they should have faith those heretics absolutely exactly like he, exactly he and, uh, and again you kind of look like a raving lunatic if you were like god spoke to me in a not a dream in a memory of a dream like of what? another person that i of another killed. person that i absorbed into my being and also nice. i'm having memory loss problems guy <laughs> it's, it's, it's legit don't worry about it Honestly, you didn't even need to go that far. You could just go, hey, were you alive in the Great Crusade? Did you see him walking around? No? So shut up. Mm. True. I do have... Um, my I looked not... upon Horus, and he was cringe. That's Bellatarius. <laughs> yeah. I do have a, a question, but it's not really at all helpful. Um, it's actually a would you Hell rather. Yeah. It's, a, um, it's a Hell small one. Yeah. It's a little one, though. But um, it's would you rather be a sentient servitor or sewed into furniture like the dark Eldar did. What, the heck? what kind of furniture this are we talking guy. about i mean to be fair the the examples yeah, have been important. like seats sofas there's even one where fabius bala assists them in making an entire building where it's just people sewn together on the outside um because mm. i feel like I, something it, would suck more like it's like a wardrobe sucks but then if you're a chair that's probably worse Oh, uh, Luti McShooty. No. <laughs> That's a great name. Thank you for the uh, five bucks. Thank Appreciate you, that, brother. Um, I will preface, though, as a servitor, you're fully conscious. And I'm sure we've all like maybe read a short story yeah. bit oh. where you know, like, you're like basically trapped in a body you can't control. But then it, I was, I'll say the, the stipulation is if you're sewn into furniture, you will eventually die. 
Have you have you seen the um the Warhammer TV show there where it's it's Angels of Death Origins, the second one, I think, where it's literally a story about a guardsman running away from the gene stealers. The Mechanicus find him. He's gonna escape and he'll be fine. It's like, no, he just gets turned into like a he gets like fused into a desk, like a <laughs> computer terminal, and yeah. becomes like a servitor. And it's like it's the most depressing thing I've seen in my life. And it's like <laughs> brilliant. But I'm like, no thanks. Like, I, I, I played uh, Space Hulk Deathwing. They're they're like in power cords. Yeah, and it's it's not pretty either. Like <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure his eyelids are cut off and he's just like got no legs and he's just in the station and you can kind of see this unhappy look on his face while he's just and you're like, oh, yes, mechanicus. but um, <laughs> furniture. So people can, get to pick the furniture. Let's just say it's made into a, you know, those kind of those couches where it's like a bed couch, and you know, people are yeah. not not just sitting on it. Give it a week, you're going to be like covered in farts. Like, oh no! <laughs> so, uh, which one would you rather? And let's just say, as a servitor, you don't get touched in like an, another awful situation on top of that. It's just you're a servitor. <laughs> Servitory you know might just Spider- be one of the terrible ones, though. <laughs> you know that Spider-Man meme, or like from the movie, where it's like, "Dude, I'm already in. You don't have to sell." What <laughs> are you talking about the furniture? That's what I'm feeling. Not oh, the first thing was pretty. Lilith Hesperax's doormat, lie. please. I do fucking. I. <laughs> I'll volunteer. <laughs> can it? Can it cross to the uh, fantasy okay. genre? Well, as a servitor. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say because then if, if, if Colin was like. Inside. His coat rack, and she doesn't wear many coats. So. Oh, I had a much, yeah. I had a much better. Maybe not so bad. Be, Dude, I'm, but I'm, I'm not going to finish I'm, it. I'm, I'm walking up to Nagarod myself. Then, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'll say you're sewed into furniture, and you're not the only piece. Let's you just have company at least. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess so. Was. So you, got, so is everyone here picking? Me and could be like no, sewn into like a choose, shared I'll, wardrobe. I'll, like, all right, Colin. Yeah, sucks. Yeah, it yeah, does. Dude, I'll, have, I'll have someone to talk to and shoot the shit with. Yeah, then I'd want to be like a combat servitor or something. Then you might. Just no, I think you can't die as a servitor. You just don't die. But then you, I guess, you get to see some action and do stuff at least. Although, like although that. servitors do deteriorate over time. There's like that one again. There's the the premise of the Mechanicus thing is like the servitor that is in that position is kind of jittering and it's like, uh, 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 and she's like, oh, we need a new thing. Hmm. Kill that one. Put a new one in. It's like, oh. We're just we're just like cattle. Also, the chat mm. is saying Oni versus Inquisitor or Inquisition episode. That's pretty awesome. Mm, not bad. Be. We do need to talk about Inquisition at some point. To be fair, we do need to. Um, yeah. So apparently, every one of us is degenerates, and we're going to be sewed into a couch. Or no, a I, I, I'd be so wallpaper. Yeah. So was that is that two servitor, two wallpaper couch? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Something like that. Um, horrific, and I'm glad everyone has nightmares about that. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much my I'm not question. In your walls. I am your walls. <laughs> I'm not in your walls. I mean, to be fair, what if you're the corner? That would be the worst bit for some reason. Ooh. I don't know why. Loads of mold. <laughs> not, for no reason, the corner sounds worse. Um, that's pretty much my uh, on on brand question, though. Uh, definitely not a servitor, though. I mean, trapped in a body which you can't control is my worst nightmare. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, Eli, do you have any questions for that, or do we move on? Oh, I, I think we're going on. Yeah, I was gonna make fun of the emperor, but then you you uh, defended him preemptively, so it was fine. Oh, about how it's like a the timeline doesn't seem to work mm-hmm. on it. Actually, yeah, that's just a theory though, like it being a um sort of a contingency. So I, I, I guess there's not really many authors, other contingencies, but it's fine. I mean, that's I think true. GW authors fair. make up a lot of stuff afterwards when they realize that they messed up. But I thought the guy okay. who made 
the lion punch his own son's head off. And everyone's like, oh, that's just weird. Um, but we, we will descend deeper now into the next layer of the um, mechanical chromed up iceberg here, I believe. <laughs> uh, to be fair, Balasaurus called himself. It's just like, well, 30k Balasaurus. He's still pretty man shaped, though, I think, Andy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. if you're, know if you're reference. Um, he's, he's quite a manly Magos. He's not like um the current. He's not in his current beautiful oh, no. form, is what I mean. Again, I'll, I'll kind of go into that, but the, but the the slide into that has already begun. Because put it this way, um, put yourself in Belisario's metal shoes. You've just survived the Horus Heresy. It's over. The Emperor is now wounded. He's now interred on the Golden Throne. All the loyalist Primarchs are going to chase after the uh, traitors, and you just had a vision. Well, not even a vision. You've had a direct go ahead permission pink slip whatever you want to call it from the the god of your cult to say do what you got to do you have my blessing get stuff done you're not allowed to take any days off you're not allowed to quit you're now my 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 appointed most important inventor and technical marvel maker of my empire so he basically gets the what same amount of holiday as they do in America. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Damn. Um, Belisarius is the wage slave epitomized. <laughs> it's like, oh, you just you make no money and you have to do it. And you're going to do this for 10,000 years. Two weeks. Luxury. Luxury. <laughs> Fucking mad, eh? We did, oh, I was born no. in a vat. I was. God. Oh. And I can't believe I have to, if do- I get ill, I have to take my holiday and my holiday you had a childhood luxury i was 14 (laughs) on my second day in this world i didn't have a childhood um i was speaking spanish by the age of two eight days old um yeah anyway so he's been tasked with that by the emperor but he's also got another person giving him orders and before Mm -hmm. rabute gilliman goes out to chase the traitors he's now been appointed the lord commander of the imperium he's now in the he's now the de facto veto in charge most important person of the Imperium. And before he goes and chases traitors, he says to call, look, I've heard about you. You're important. Um, Dad's told me about you. I've got two jobs for you. I know about um, your your dealings with Sedane. You need to um, you need to work on... Well, sorry, got that wrong. The Emperor told him that. That was his main thing. The Emperor said, you've got to work on the, the, the new breed of Primarchs. But Gilliman said, I need you to do one thing for me, first of all. I need a failsafe in case I get wounded really badly and get killed. Um, so Rabute Gilliman tasks Belisarius with creating the Armor of Fate, which is a war suit capable of sustaining his life should the worst come to the worst because he's now the most important person in the Imperium. It would really suck if he got wounded. Uh, before I get to the next point, uh, Luti Mukshuti donated $5 and says, when is Chaos Mc- MF, MF Doom, Doom. going to wrap us a verse about one beer? One day. Thank, Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Um, where was I? So yeah. So the first job is I need a I need a fail safe in case I get wounded. The second thing is um, this sword, the Emperor's sword, is pretty cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> I need you to look after this because I'm not going to go charging out into the Imperial uh, to the the wider part of space with this really important sword. It's kind of important. Can kind of kill like demons and any immaterial force. It's a bit too valuable for me to go gallivanting off with this, even though I'm in charge. So look after that as well. And I'm going to go off and chase Fulgrim. Like, cool. <laughs> so <laughs> so Bobby G instantly goes to meet Fulgrim and gets crunked. And he gets, big he gets bodied. So it's a good thing 
that Belisarius has been working on the armor of fate, but it, on its own, it's not going to help Gilliman. This is literally just a thing of if he was on, if he needed a life support system that was in an, a suit of armor, if he had to be interred in like the equivalent of like a Primarch version of a sarcophagus for, for a dreadnought, this is kind of what the armor of fate does. It won't revive him from the poison of Fulgrim's blade because basically. Gilliman went and fought Fulgrim. Fulgrim poisoned him by stabbing him with a blade. Poison put him in a coma. Armor of Fate's cool. It's not going to bring him back. It's just a nice piece of armor that will sustain him if he ever wakes up. Ful so that's Fulgrim wounded his soul. Mm. Yeah, he wounded his yeah. very soul. So like a piece of armor, it doesn't matter how cool the armor is, it's not going <laughs> to bring his soul back. But it's really cool. You see his model is pretty flashy. It's, it's um, fancy. So he's done that first thing. That's not too bad. So he's, he's done one job. He's done the other job. Emperor's sword is nice and tucked away. The custodians are also involved. It's not a problem. So he's already kind of checked off the list, the things that Gilliman wanted to do, even though he's now kind of, he's now like in the equivalent of like, you know, that uh, that scene in The Simpsons where, uh, where Lennon's in the glass sarcophagus. That's Gilliman <laughs> right now in Ultramar. Just Isn't that in real history as well? Isn't Lennon still in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little he's viewing in port case. in case you were thinking. Yeah. Yep. Oh. You're all looking God, I'm, yep. so, I'm so, you know, what do I do with my Saturday? Let's go look at communists. <laughs> stare at Lenin's leaders. dead body. Yeah, I sure wish I could look at a dead communist today. Yeah, great. That does, oh that does sound like pretty appropriate in that accent, I have to say. Um, but yeah, so Hell he's already yeah, done... Brother. Brother. Yeah, he's already... <laughs> back to back Cold War, World, World War champs. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know commies, where's McCarthy? Get the commies. <laughs> or someone breaking here. It's just a storm deck. Richard Nixon. <laughs> but anyway, okay. so Gilliman's tasks have already been accomplished, but now Cole has to do the Emperor's work. And the Emperor's work is such, he needs to tinker and tweak the Primaris Space Marines as they are right now. So he's already got Sedane's knowledge. He's already got some information that the Emperor has left him. But I know a lot of people are like, how the hell can Belisarius improve the perfect designs of the Emperor? And we've got to bear in mind, the Emperor during the Wars of Unification only had terror as a resource. So he had the Thunder Warriors, he built the Thunder Warriors, and originally they had like scraps of armor, they didn't have sealed suits, and then they made those. But then when he embarked upon the galaxy, he made all the legions, and he basically had to cobble together, together a force before they even had like the sealed suits with the Mark II armor, their space fleets, blah, blah, blah. So the Mechanicum was just churning out space fleets. It was creating armor. It was creating weapons. But it was kind of on a deadline. Like, we've got to do the Great Crusade. We've got to do it in like a few hundred years. Oh, no, the Horus Heresies started bollocks. Oh, no, all our resources are split in half and the traitors. Oh, no, they've broken planets. Oh, no, the Adepts of Mars are having a civil war and they've defected. It's not the best situation. Not only that, the end of the Horus Heresy, there are still traitor-occupied planets. The Mechanicum has still got the Dark Mechanicum causing trouble, and the Emperor is wounded, and the resources aren't optimal, hmm. and the Empire is slowly dying. So I think the, the idea to get into people's head is that, yes, Belisarius improved, but it took him 10,000 years, and that's a long time. <laughs> like A couple of years make the, the entire Legionis Astartes very impressive, but 10,000 years to slowly scratch and scrape and bring the resources to bear and tinker and make failures and maybe vent them into, I don't know, a furnace or whatever. Um, but over time... As one does. As one does. <laughs> um, but over time, Belisarius managed to improve on the design, 
creating things like the Belisarian furnace, an extra pair of organs that go in. Like the furnace, I remember listening to um, Is It Darkness in the Blood, where yep. Mephiston becomes a Primaris. And it's, it talks about how with the Rubicon Primaris, you take the existing organs, you put this furnace in, you put the other stuff in, and it kind of like supercharges the Astartes, uh, like growth hormones and everything. So it's, it's like you plonk everything in the microwave, then you turn it on, it expands. It's like, <laughs> pop, you've got a Primaris. Um, but it's also really dangerous to do on firstborns because they're obviously in the 30, in the 41st millennium, they've obviously had like slowly degenerating gene seed and mutations. And they've also been through lots of war and they're not in their prime of their lives and blah, blah, blah. Um, I remember it explains during... like it peel, they have to peel back the fist yeah, and skin. They peel back the skin and then they have to implant all this stuff and then they have to fit the, uh, the black carapace improvement. What's it called? Because you've got the black carapace with the, the, the spots where it just clinks the armor on and then they have that bodysuit they wear now yeah, I, um, talking about. I can't remember what it's called but it's got like it's got like mus muscle weave technology and stuff in the oh, mesh they, of the design they also put fibers over their yeah. chest as well yeah and they put like fibers in their skin layer so it gets tougher and all that so like they they it's a lot of stuff, and it's very impressive that Belisarius managed to do it. But yet, my Primaris Marines can get crunked so easy <laughs> in the tabletop. It's very frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah unless you have Gravis armor. Thank God for yeah, Space Marines on the tabletop. <laughs> um, but it is also worth noting as well. So the Primaris Space Marines have been tinkered away for ten thousand years. They are pretty close to like the optimal genetic imprint of the original firstborn space marines so remember in the 41st millennium they're unleashed but they they've basically been kept in stasis for 10,000 years there's no like continual batch of recruits so to speak they literally just had like a bunch of soldiers put in stasis for 10,000 years and they tweaked and tinkered with them until they were ready so they're actually like very pure in their genetic makeup and that's one of the reasons for example in modern law with factions like the blood angels and the space wolves etc their gene flaws aren't as pronounced yet there are obviously some problems taking part for example with the blood angels where the red first and the, the the black rage are now starting to be shown in the primaris but that could also be because they've been accelerated because of their improved genetic structure and all these new organs they've been fitted with yeah. but either way that's a tangent for another time um so all the all the candidates were drawn from the genetic stock of the legiones astartes and um, now the legions have been sundered into chapters and Belisarius is just tinkering away. Over the next few millennia, he becomes a forge lord. He becomes a legio arcanus. He becomes a magos biologist. And over the millennia, he begins to master different arts of both biology and technology until he's becoming a savant in numerous ways, more so than anyone else in the Mechanicus, and he's not tethered to dogma. Hmm. Unlike everyone else in the Mechanicus, one, he's not tethered to dogma, but two, he's of a, of a position of enough authority that no one can really like try to kill him or stop him. It's like, oh, that, that's that crazy Belisarius guy who says he spoke to the Emperor. We don't talk about him. Mm. Hmm. Um, I guess it could be argued that you say like, oh, it took him 10,000 years to make the Primaris Marines, but maybe he didn't mm. have the resources to even yeah. enact that until mm. he was an actual Archmagos, which is well, the again, highest rank, like, or one of the highest ranks. 
yeah, it's, it's it's not only not only do you have like just like bits of stuff from the emperor that he's left behind, and you can't ask him about stuff or like sit sit with a cup of coffee and be like, so how did you do the the gene or oh I made the gene <laughs> seed using this gubbins and like, oh like he he doesn't have that, and he's also got in, and one of the reasons he's like going up the ranks is he's trying to learn different parts of how they can be incorporated into his works, whether it's designing new weapons or improving the Astartes. Um, but again, he still is really disdainful of people who replace their body parts with augmetics. However, because he's been tasked by the emperor to do all these jobs, he realizes if I'm going to like survive the next few thousand years, if I'm going to continue to innovate, I have to make some sacrifices. So he starts replacing parts of his his organs and brains you know oh i'm a hundred thousand i'm like ten thousand years old at the end of this like oh i'm 185 or oh, i've been drinking a bit too much oh well oh i'm 785 my eyes are getting a bit Ugh, i'll replace them oh my arm ah, it's getting a bit shaky i need to have a metal one to stop me like dropping things oh uh and over time he becomes more machine he becomes more machine than man a little obi-wan kenobi quote for you um <laughs> and as time goes on he's getting more and more influence with the legio uh Titan titanicus or legio custodes with the uh the many components of the emperor's war machine he's he's starting to make alliances he's starting to get more power in the mechanicus itself and his reliance on soul merging continues to grow because from his perspective, I could spend the next 500 years learning how to master this technology, or I could just yoink this guy, put his brain in mine. Cool. I know all that stuff now. So he's incorporating more and more and more people into his subconscious and his mind. Um, he's now by the 41st millennium. He's like, possibly hundreds of or even thousands of different individuals all incorporating into one body and he's not a hive mind he's not like the tyrannids he's not like that he's he's a guy who's just kind of made he's, he's just incorporated all these memories and experiences and people into his mind and again he continually reaches the limit of his intelligence cause memory so after 500 the first 500 years of work he has to delete parts of his memory to incorporate new memories and new knowledge um because of these he's, he's mind wiped himself twice he regularly dumps his memory into storage devices to free up space and because of this he's becoming a bit forgetful because of this he's becoming less compassionate towards people because oh life doesn't matter your existence doesn't matter i have stuff to do you need to give me this to get the job done and over time, he eventually earns the title of Dominatus Dominus, or Master of Masters by the Mechanicus, due to his immense amounts of works that he's done for the cult over the millennia. He's utterly dedicated to preserving humanity, um, despite its ever-dwindling resources and odds of survival, and he roams the galaxy in search of ancient artifacts, relics, and Xenos stuff in order to, one, utilize it to stave off the darkness, but also learn new methods of weird arcane technology he's very clandestine in nature due to his continued suspicion uh the should i say the continued uh suspicion from the mechanicus of you know talking with aliens or you're not allowed to to make the the bugatti veyron from that <laughs> stc you have to use the ford fiesta that we have used for the last ten thousand years because that's what we do we don't innovate 
You um, can't marry the VTuber. <laughs> Toast. Yeah, that's so sad. We also we have a donation from Tom Warren for five dollars. Thank yep. you, Tom Warren. He Thank says, you. I must make the ultimate sacrifice, becoming an immortal robot man. As mm. you wish, if you must. <laughs> if you guys could, which part of your body would you replace with a mechanical substitute? Why do I need to pick one? Why can't it be just everything? Because <laughs> that start oh, easy. Yeah. Uh, Pancreas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, yeah. that has to be your first answer. <laughs> I, I was gonna say some like you know, like arms or legs for cool yeah. cyber bits, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'd like <laughs> more diabetes, please. Can't blame you there. It's a bit of a shame because it's like you could have like kangaroo legs. Be like, I gotta get this done first. <laughs> Honestly, this takes priority. I'd probably do something like knees because at some point I'm gonna get old. <laughs> my poor yeah. knees. And I, if my That's knees why go, I said legs. <laughs> no, but not the whole leg. I sort of, uh, you know, you know, I want to be Lieutenant Dan. I still got my legs. Um, you will uh, have your legs. They'll just be metal, and you can take them on and off at will. <laughs> I just want to be able to feel my legs. <laughs> I was. Thinking, I think I'd get like, oh, go for it, Eli. I was thinking like, which is organs in general. I'd probably. I want to keep my skin and just regular muscles and flesh like well, that. your skin. Like, <laughs> your serious. skin. But like, uh, I don't like kidneys. And, I want to keep my skin. Kidneys and liver and. Uh, things like that, maybe, I'd, but not the stomach. I'd want to keep my stomach because your stomach's like a second brain. I don't think I would. What about you, Andy? I, I, it's kind of, it kind of sounds a bit generic, but I'd love to get like a robotic arm. I'd like to have one of those ones where I could like, it could like. Have you seen that? I don't know what it is, but like the 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 hand rotates into the arm, and then all of a sudden you've got a whisk, or you've got a knife, or a screwdriver, <laughs> uh, or whatever. And I could be like, I could just be like Gadget Man, like look at all these things, or I can open doors. Metal or... metal bones would be nice, like metal encased mm. bones, I guess, because you still be need heavy, the actual though. bones with your marrow and stuff. I mean, I, I like the again the the Deus Ex uh, Sarif industry stuff, where you can see the person playing piano with the the metal hands or throwing a football. Oh, that's quite fun. <laughs> it looks sleek and shiny. Although if it's mechanicus, it's probably a bit more like robust, I guess is the mm. word for it, where it's just clunky looking. It looks like a church organ at the same time. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking of something like a joke earlier. You have to dip it in the blessed oil you're, every day. You remind me earlier, like a, a joke we all probably know, but it was like when you were saying how um, Belisarius Cool would get all his, like, like, oh, you know, he's, he's finally upgrading his body. He's like feeling you know a bit weird about it or like he judges himself and i remember thinking about the joke where someone says oh my god girls can get toys but if i ordered you know the, the <laughs> three thousand with dispensing trays and <laughs> something something collection things oh and disc cleaners and then i'm judged so <laughs> uh, i think i have another oh thank you again from uh looty mcshoot that's such thank a two dollars mcshooty mcpoopy mm. would be a good bit to add to that as well. so, um okay. all chrome duck tombs thank you so much brother yeah <laughs> i didn't mean to insult your name or imply that you... <laughs> but you did anyway um collecting collecting traces in my brain now <laughs> yeah um so yeah with, with with what's going on with call probably the first few millennia of his service since the horus heresy he's getting very very forgetful he requires solar decades to recuperate his body in a personal state stasis crypt. So every few hundred years, he literally has to go like, I need to have like a rest. I need a day off. I need a holiday. And he'll just like put himself in stasis. And then by the time he's had a nice rest, um, he'll just kind of jump out and be like, right, raring to go. Recharge my batteries, uh, which is pretty cool. We got another one, um, another donation from Golden Arm. Golden Thank Arm. Thank you. Three euros, I believe. 
he says, I'd replace my eyes. I want them to glow in the dark. Hell yeah. That'd be cool. hmm. That's so like he doesn't get run over. What? Oh, just, this is the thing. Like, do you have do you guys have cat's eyes in the US or Canada? On the road? It's um the little like, little, like ref small reflectors. Small reflector lights in the middle, like the in the middle of the road or at the oh, side sometimes. sometimes. Oh, yeah, we have because they're all over the mm. UK, but my god, some there are some places in like Europe they are not. And <laughs> I remember driving up in the Alps and thinking, I might die here. This is scary. <laughs> I can't oh, yeah, but, right. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, it depends on where it is in America. Like around where I live, because it's in you know Chicagoland area. Yeah, they're on pretty much every street. Mm. But mm. you go to like backwoods, you know, Midwest. <laughs> so you leave Chicago and you're in the rest of the Midwest. It's like, boy, it sure is dark. I hope there's <laughs> a road in front of me. Why is everyone crap on the Midwest? What's wrong with the Midwest? Not, it, it be, it's because there's two, there's three things in it. A there's tree. Chicago, there's St. Louis, and then there's endless fields of corn. <laughs> <laughs> that for do you have deer jumping in front of the road, though? We do get that sometimes. Uh, we we also get here. raccoons jumping in front of the road. But shout out to that uh, raccoon who did that when I was driving with my entire family. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's cool. you, could just, you could just wipe them off the windscreen. Just like, yeah, uh, at least they don't just like an elk car. or a deer. He was, uh, he was like, oh my God, that pancreas no work. I really want to meet him, splat. Dude, he ran perpendicular to the car, but it wasn't perfectly perpendicular. So oh, I had enough time man. to go, oh, I'm about to hit oh, that dear. thing. And then there was a I have a confession as well. I may have oh. a couple of years ago by accident murked a badger on the road. Oh no. <laughs> That's how it is. Man, European badgers are so much nicer than American badgers too. That sucks. Yeah. I know, but that was just I couldn't stop and then it um we got... it broke my radiator. Oh my god. So it got oh, back. Yeah. We have another fellow, uh Eldritch the old grey one for five dollars. Yes. You. I'd replace his legs that way no more need for a car when you can run at 40 miles per hour. And we have yeah. Australian $20 from Lilaush Ryu. Thank you. I have Crohn's disease and the weakness of my flesh disgusts me. I crave the certainty <laughs> of steel. I have 80s guitar rangers. I have 120 <laughs> shots hitting on twos. Sixes are mortal wounds. Ninth was completely fair. Heavy face. Yeah. Thank you, Lelouch. I miss Big my tradition on everyone. Mechanicus weapon that is just them giving everyone on the battlefield cancer. <laughs> we all appreciate how the the Mechanicus trader is like one of the best like mm. memes and like not, not even meme oh, yeah. meme, but it's just like iconic it's, moment. Like, crave the certainty of steel. I aspire yeah. to the purity of the blessed machine. Your kind cling to your flesh That's as it. if it will not rot and decay. He does it much better. Oh. We should get Voldemort just to do the entire thing sure. for us randomly. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Um, the machine is immortal. I do have a quick question about like how much for because obviously Belisario's call from a law perspective just keeps chucking memories and things into his brain. At what point, mm. like what decisive point, is he no longer Belisario's call? If you know what I mean. Mm, that's always what well, Fabius Biles thinking too. I think it's yeah. like it depends on which AI is dominant at the time. Yeah, I mean, tan in a tangential way, you know that thing about how, for example, they say. Is it, is it something like biologically, because of the way that we shed cells and regrow them, you're not technically the same person after about 18 years? Like every yeah, 18, I, I think, think it's yeah, like that. Cool. Yeah. So like every portion of your life, you're technically not the same person you used mm -hmm. to be. But the memories and parts of you are what make you you. Mm -hmm. I suppose the question about Belisarius is maybe the only thing that tethers him to his original purpose is his pledge to the emperor to serve him. And that's the only thing that remains of him. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to serve the emperor to the point where he doesn't even remember why anymore. He's like, no, I serve the emperor. Hmm. 
because that's what I'm supposed to do. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. do you remember Fred? No. <laughs> Who? I don't remember Friedish. Oh. <laughs> I think I shoved him in my brain. There's a. Yeah. Ago. I, I don't know if this gets into spoilers for possibly some later bits in the uh, from you, Andy. But isn't there a part where she explains how, explains like how his brain works in some of the books, where like there's like a child that is like randomly in his experimentation room. He's like, ah, he's out of place, and he like mm. in his brain, literally, st- you hear him he goes switch switch to which like on a dial almost like what personality he wants to switch yeah. to. Hmm. And he goes like, mm, friendly, no, oh, yeah, yes. There you go. Although, Com- I love that. Dramatic, though, as well with, um, is it Battlefield, Battlefleet Gothic, where he meets uh, Creed, and he's in the thing, he's like, I need to check the pylons. And there's, like, all this information on his, like, visuals. And there's one point where he says to Creed, I need to investigate the pylons. And he's running checks of, like, if I have to kill him, what's the percent chances that he will, like, not survive? And it's, like, 5%. Like, yeah, I will kill him if I have to, if he says no. Yeah, oh, he's a savage. He's like, I will just kill Ursa or Creed if he says I'm not allowed to. And he actually has like a percentage chance of how yeah. he's going to get away with it going mm. just in case. Like, yeah, he does not mess around and it's it's brilliant. The I funny thing it. about that too is that, oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go. Oh, the, uh, the first percentage was like 33%, which means he fully expected to have to start taking bodies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a, I find it funny. Like after he lives like that long and he has so many personalities in him, suppose like geniuses and, you know, crazy, mm. whatever, like, yeah, the people at the top of their field. And as soon as he sees uh, Trades in the Infinite, he goes like, abomination, yeah. filthy yeah. Zeno. So it feels like every single person awesome. who was incorporated in his brain was like, oh, was it just like, I prefer so-and-so. You're like, oh, yeah. you I prefer boy. honored guest. That's the yeah. one. You cheeky boy. Um, awesome. But yeah, so so at this point, he's, he's several hundred years into his service. He goes into these sometimes decades-long sleeps to recharge his batteries quite literally. But once he's done with that, he's renewed with purpose and he's raring to go he gets back into it he's now got leagues of skitari legions if he needs them entire armies of the mechanicus he has he's he's got probably a lot of um ties to for example the iron hands and other chapters which need the weapons that the mechanicus makes and astra militarum regiments where they need what he he provides um but it's also worth saying that Belisarius isn't really a fighter, but he can throw down if he needs yeah, to. For real. So Belisarius is massive at this point. He he's bigger than a Custodes. He's bigger, bigger than a Primarch. He is gargantuan. He's got several limbs. He's outfitted with weapons such as the Arc Scourge, which can exercise heretical machine spirits from your armor or your weapons or your you know spaceship if you need. But you can just be like, it's gone now. It's not going to work. I just task exercise man. this machine spirit from existence. He Big is, he is task manager is a weapon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has four hundred four error on all your stuff. Um, he has the solar atomizer melter weapon, which can just like burn through pretty much anything. He wields this gigantic omniscient axe, and he's got like several arms, so he's actually quite adept to just like this this thing that's bigger than a custodes. It's got a huge axe. I think just be like boff. Um, my favorite thing is he can he, move this guy can move far. oh yeah like he skitters literally along the ground he's so got quick. Spin, he's got a little beetle leg so he can charge like i i i feel like it'd be terrifying just seeing what like maximum speed he can scuttle at because like humans in our bones we hate things that scuttle because 
icky. By it, like it's not right. Because when because when we were growing up as like a small species, things that scuttled or slivered killed people because snakes and stuff and scorpions. Ugh. So to see him like, uh, no, <laughs> oh, no, it's a skittering pensioner, <laughs> retiree, <laughs> that's coming twenty foot tall, oh. wielding a gigantic axe. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, he also has a bunch of mechadendrites, which can just completely swamp his enemies. So if ever he's like, I'm busy, <laughs> thump, oh, I'm being torn apart by these tiny robot creatures. Ow. Um, but again, it's worth mentioning, he's not really bothered about combat. Combat is a means to an end. If he has to throw down, he'll be like, out of my way. But he's not going to the battlefield as a commander going, I'm going to lead my men to win a campaign. He's like, I need to investigate that thing over there and there's a bunch of black legion in the way let's just carve through them so we can get over there that's pretty much the only time he goes into combat because he's not bothered about leading armies he could probably do it really well with his tactical brilliance and ability to to break down information so quickly but that's not his thing he's a scientist he's an inventor he's an explorer so he's not going to be doing that um he eventually would design dozens of resolution revolutionary weapons like uh, for example, all of the Mark 10 Primaris armor, or the new type of dreadnoughts, or the new call pattern bolters. He's been recovering STCs. He's been learning information from databases of Xenos races that are long extinct. He seizes ancient archaeotech from worlds that haven't been seen by humanity for millennia. Um, he was very crucial during the aiding of Cadia during Abaddon, Abaddon the Spoiler's 13th Black Crusade, where he was investigating the Blackstone pylons, and he met with the honoured guest, Trazim the Infinite. Mm -hmm. um, and after calling him an abomination, <laughs> he reluctantly worked alongside Trazim to attempt to use the pylons to contain the Eye of Terror. Because again, Abaddon's whole thing is he wants to make the, the Great Rift, which is the expanded version of the Eye of Terror. So more chaos, gooey warp stuff, more chaos stuff happen that's good for Abaddon. So his whole thing is he wants to destroy Cadia so that the Eye of Terror, which is already a big nuisance, grows and splits the galaxy in two. And Trazin and, by extension, Belisarius are like, we don't want that to happen because chaos is cringe. So they work together. They start to shrink the Eye of Terror using the pylons. And then Abaddon has a hissy fit and he throws a Blackstone fortress called the Will of Eternity to collide with Cadia and blow it up, which works, which is really annoying. Um, oh, it was so. It was the ultimate like child threw down the toys yeah, of another child. It's literally like, <laughs> so throwing the table with all the chess still pieces one. up. Bro, let's still one. We got to hope Sandman is not here right now. <laughs> Listen, Ed. Okay, <laughs> Ed. He failed. Like he kind of a he little won. bit, and so he literally went. Oh, screw it! And just threw the entire yeah, thing. It's, li it's literally like imagine you and a guy were playing chess on a chessboard, and you won, and then he just got a sledgehammer and went no, and just did that. <laughs> shot the like, chessboard down your mouth or something. <laughs> yeah, it broke the chessboard, it broke the table, and it landed on your foot, and it really hurt. Chessboard to stomach. To make fun of chaos. It's not Abaddon's fault that you know he blew up the planet. I mean, it's it is GW. his fault, but you know. <laughs> Well, I got enough time to ball, and he balled. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a bit where like he even invades, and he's trying to get to Call while Call is working on the pylons, and Trazin summoning Greyfax, and 
all these like he's pokeballing like all these guys into fights. Yeah, he's like, I've got a regiment of summing. I think it's destroying's in it. All right, that'll do. Uh, Greythax, you're in. Uh, here's some space marines. Cool. Here's a custodies I had. Wee. And he's just chucking stuff. And Belisarius is like, abomination, keep them off me while I press these buttons. And he's just pressing the buttons. And they shrink the eye of terror, but then Katie blows up. Kaboom. The One of the last things containing the eye of terror is now gone. And I think it's, it's somewhat uh, supposition because I think there's some people who say that it's not technically Kadia blowing up that stop that allows the rift to grow, but practically speaking, it does. It, so it, it was the pylons on Kadia. So functionally, yeah, Kadia blowing up yeah. is what did it. Yeah, and and that's kind of like it's a it's a weird thing where humanity was like, oh, Kadia is important because it's got lots of cool resources and like. The Giga Chad are like, no, actually, it's the pylons. That's why KD is important. You're stupid. Common Necron W. Yeah. Trying to put out um, someone who said, uh, imagine looking like General Grievous, but big. So thick, <laughs> hashtag thick Grievous Dude, is uh, not him. coughing all the time. <laughs> Dude, as long as it's the cartoon Grievous, I am oh, yeah. so yeah, in for that. Terrifying. Baller. Yeah. Oh, scare me, um, the kid, the one where it's like all the Jedi are in that. Yeah. The crash the down. animated one. Then that crashed um Shiadi Mundi and all those guys. And the, the, you know the, the first guy who looks like um Shaggy from Scooby Doo like, just you know, like ah he just runs forward and he's like <laughs> his name was even like Shaggy or like yeah, Shaggy. Yeah. Oh, like, it's it pretty tongue in cheek. Uh, nice. Yeah. Or that clone whose skull he implanted in the wall with his foot. <laughs> yeah. Man, that was so cool. Yeah. Although it's not as cool as the clone trooper who like is getting overrun, he just like dual like gets grabs the rifle and just like blowing up battle yeah. Commander Fordo, classic scene. Fordo. Yeah, yeah, that guy is just like I don't care. But, yeah, so best character in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the the pylons are destroyed, the Eye of Terror is expanded, the Cicatrix Maledictum or Great Rift is a thing. That sucks. Um, so Belisarius is like shit. Um, my most important goal right now is to stop the spread of chaos. This is a bad day. So he works <laughs> alongside Greyfax, who's now been like released from her imprisonment. Uh, hold on, we got a two dollar donation Thank you very much. from Tom Warren. Warren. Thank you. pylons. <laughs> very good. Always. Command and conquer reference. Insufficient <laughs> command points. Oh, it was Starcraft. Was it Starcraft? Oh, maybe I'm just getting confused. I've played neither of those games, so I could be wrong. <laughs> I've not played StarCraft, but I have played uh, Command and Conquer, especially the third ones. What's, what's the game uh, where like they have the actors in, um, in like Command and Conquer, scenes, and then it's like I must go to the last place there are where there are no colonies. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, space. space. Yeah. <laughs> Command and Conquer, yeah, they're so good. And then you, have, like, you got J.K. Simmons as the president of the United States, which is brilliant in that one. You got uh, George Takei as the Emperor of Japan. It's it's, it's the guy laughs crazy. in the middle of the take. He's <laughs> just like the last yeah. place there. The Kong is having corpses, conquered. but it's so well done. They're like, no, we're keeping it. Space. Oh, Dude, I love Tim Curry. Tim Curry is a ma- is a national <laughs> red player. alert. He's brilliant. Oh. Red alert free. Yeah. Um, Hellmars goes game. so hard. <laughs> oh, it's the song. Uh, oh, hello. We've got. Omsk Commissar donating 100 CZK. Thank you. Ooh. Uh, saying, here for getting me addicted to Gotrek and Felix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's <laughs> such a good series. We're already hooked. We'll have a part two, I'm sure, in the coming months. Definitely. 
Mm. Well, the thing is, we've got to get through Felix, Scottrick and Felix, but we've also got to get back to the Great Crusade at some point. So there's still a lot to do. Um, but yeah, so so Greyfax has been released from her long imprisonment by Trazin, just as a bit of a fun lol. Uh, so she's active. Uh, Marshal Marius Almar Amar Amalric of the Black Templars, uh, the living saint of the Sororitas Celestine and Call all band together to try and get as many people out of the, the remnants of Cadia as possible and form the so-called Celestinian Crusade yeah. uh, in order to get as many survivors as they can on their warships that are remaining to get the hell out of the Cadia system while Chaos are laughing like maniacs going, we fucking did it, yeah! We did a, <laughs> we did a crusade that actually did something useful. Ooh. Brilliant. And I, was like, I see I told it. you. I'm not useless. Um, so fleeing the Chaos War fleets of Abaddon, Call uh, sets his own flagship, the Iron Revenant, to face uh, the Black Legion as a sacrifice so that they can escape. Because again, Abaddon's commanding the Vengeful Spirit, which is Horus Lupercal's original flagship, which is Gloriana-class battleship, which is Mahusiv. It's like one of the biggest ships ever created. So good luck fighting that thing. So Call is like, hmm. We need a distraction. I will send my extremely powerful flagship just to like distract them. Um, and then all the Skadari cuddle their toasters and meet their doom. Um, but in their escape, they are aided by the Inari via a webway gate. Uh, and the Celestinian Crusade begin their venture to the Ultramar system uh, as Call is harboring the Armor of Fate for its intended destination to find the Avenging Sun. Um, so thanks, uh, Yvrain and the el elves. You're not all bad, <laughs> but most of you are. So you know what? That's um, the closest I'm going to get to a Kalfman out of them yep. and the Eldar. I will yep. take yep. it. <laughs> they helped Mac Daddy Mechanicus, so they're all right in my books. They're about to help a bit um, more as well when they with exactly. they're to do. Well, you know how I said, for example, earlier that the Armor of Fate is cool, but it's been lying around for a few millennia. So has Rabute Gilliman in his coffin, but on the fish. <laughs> and people like taking pilgrimages to Ultramar going, look at him. Oh, he's, he's still asleep. Oh, he's big, isn't he? Yeah, he's <laughs> look big. at the dead communist. <laughs> he's, he's got a lovely laurel. Oh, he's got a very lovely laurel. That's a nice laurel. I think even, um, even Dante the Blood Angels, I think he mentions at some point he was at McCrag and he like saw mm. Gilliman in the... Uh... Yeah, there's not many Primarchs you can just like see lying in state. Like... Mm. Even Sanguinis is in a sarcophagus and he's been like killed, whereas Gilliman's alive. So it's more like it's a pilgrimage spot where, oh, this is a nice way of like rekindling a bit of hope. Any chapter, any military, anyone, anyone, if they full life that they live, can go visit Gilliman <laughs> and be like, oh, well, he's still around technically. And he's like a reminder of the good old days before all the bloodshed. It must be pretty crazy too. Like in the 41st millennium, being like, oh, yeah, Primark, whatever, you know, the myth thing. Mm. And then it actually yeah, turned like, oh, that's actually real. like a Primark. They, they were real. Yeah. It's like the only physical, like, here, it, it's not made up. We weren't making, this isn't propaganda. It's real. Oh, my. You go, look, I took a photo when I was over in Ultramar. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, that's quite cool. That's Photoshop, mate. No one's that big. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they go to Ultramar and. He's actually uh, bigger. He's actually, he's bigger in real life. I swear he's more swole, I swear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But unfortunately, the Black Legion are not content blowing up Cadia, where, you know, I still cry to seeing... I have a photo of Cadia and Sanguinius next to my bed, so every day I wake up, I, I shed a tear. <laughs> I sob violently uh, when that Cadia is no longer I cry around. a single tear for those two, and then I and then I pine over a picture of Jagatite, and then I caress the glass, and I go, one day, 
he'll come back um so yeah the lat legion <laughs> are in full mush um twirling evil mustache mode and they're like we're gonna go blow up ultramar <laughs> why not we're gonna go oh we've got a primark oh you just sleep we're gonna go kill him so they go to ultramar and they're emboldened because they've just like made this massive rend in the galaxy um so like yeah let's go kill gilliman yeah sounds like a fun thing to do um let's just do that yeah they're like we've we've just like conquered so we've just done like this massive crusade why not um so the 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 celestian crusade get there with with the eldar in tow and they manage to reach gilliman now cause like right this is not going well there's kind of a lot of black legion killing everyone be really handy if we could get this big guy off his ass and doing something useful so with Urain's help he fits the armor of fate to bobby g and if rain starts a uh a kind of ritual a resurrection eldar magic MacGuffin thing uh so with with the daughter of shades's help they manage to resurrect rabute gilliman after ten thousand years millennia of slumber and he he crunks everything oh that scene is amazing and there's, there's much even if it's just in a supplementary book it explains like how um you've reign in the is it the anarch or the art colin do you know what Autark? Autark? the Vizarch. the uh Vizarch, okay. her like a god sort of thing mm. they basically like but as far as cool heals his body in the wound but then the wound, the damage done to his Gilliman's soul is healed by Yvrain basically sacrificing Black Legion souls to sort of yeah. repair Gilliman's. And then when the reliquary pops down, like it, it, I think it even says in like Belisarius's cool voice, like green, <laughs> it's like go 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 <laughs> green. And then it like it like shuts down, and then everyone who's in the library of Ptolemy, I think, or the the Hera Temple of Hera or something. Yeah, Temple of Hera. Um, they're in like this the inner sanctum. There's all these ultramarines and black legion fighters, and they all just stop and they all like turn to see Gilliman. And literally, you can hear yeah. like the booms of the um, battle outside, and they all go, "Oh my!" Like literally, no one's like. And then Gilliman's face just like pure like rage. He just looks pissed off. And then one yeah, single, and then one single corn berserker guy's like ah, like yells and <laughs> runs towards him, Gilliman. And then he immediately like splits him in two, and then just starts duff 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 like. Yeah. charging in i still i still think the closest we can see as a comparison is the uh the fellowship of the ring in the beginning when sauron's looming over all the gondor men and the elves hey. and they all just stop oh, fighting yeah. and then he's just like problem and then he just goes bat and then like 15 awesome. of them go flying and they all die he has oh rule. that's basically gilliman he has a rule I in the like tabletop to... game to do that which I think oh wow fun. i like My... to think of it as a... oh go ahead no, go ahead. I, I just i was just, i just like to think of it as a, it's like it, it, 40k's version of the rogue one hallway scene <laughs> help us <laughs> but it's a That's it's a world awesome. eater who's, who's betrayed <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's now part of the black legion he's like oh like the nails have just gone like nope i'm out <laughs> my, my favorite part, my favorite thing you about it, i'm angry look at that guy <laughs> my favorite thing about it is the fact that gilliman is so ginormous and his armor obviously weighs a ton and then he just moves faster than everyone else in the room mm. and just like it, it, imagine like one footstep is like oh my god it's an actual <laughs> tank yeah and Belisarius calls just basically charges forth holding his axe and he's like yeah like something yes, queen. Yeah. yes queen yes queen yes let me eviscerate them 
Um, and they have like age. Drago as well, and Ivraine, and okay. the Black Templars, and all the Ultramarines, uh, Second Company. It must be weird because Cole, Cole's like, Cole's like, for people listening, Cole's like, as he, he can look at Gilliam at eye level, that's how big he is. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously he's, he's, um, been juicing. <laughs> and then, so he, I imagine Cole, whenever he's in battle, is like way above even a start. He's just like mm. <laughs> cleaving with an axe, even though he looks mm. completely. In a weird proportion, but he body. doesn't have great posture, so he could probably actually be taller if he was like straightening his back out. Yeah. Like, oh, there we go. Does he <laughs> have? He's an old man. Does Carl have like backup plans if he dies, like Fabius stuff? Like, he doesn't seem like well, the kind of guy who would actually go fight in battle because he'd be too important. Well, he, he does have the call inferiors, which are like his surrogates, and he tends to. I don't think he has necessarily a backup of himself. It's more a case of he he uses the call inferiors, which are like amalgamated, like lesser versions of himself which if you looked at him you're like that's better it's cool but really it's just like a copy and he's like i'm gonna send you in my stead because that's dangerous and you can die and that's fine because you're just like a copy of me and you're not really like you don't have a soul you don't have like he ain't got no soul he's like you're just like a you're just like a construct and even when there's like uh is it call is speaking to there's a book where there's a an inferior talking to someone i can't remember who maybe it's gilliman I think it is yeah i think and is. they're having a conversation he's like i'm not the real call like you can have a go at me it doesn't matter it hmm. doesn't i'm i'm irrelevant i'm just like a tool that the magos uses and it's like oh this is annoying. it also implies that because <laughs> the other the call inferiors that like brains basically floating in tubs or whatever amniotic yeah fluid. <laughs> they um is implies that they also think differently from so they are belisaurus call but yet They've slightly diverged from him, maybe because Bersara's mm. called changes so much. Um, I do also find it funny, like he just—they all have like attitude, like they're, yeah. they're, they're all very sarcastic. <laughs> this is a sassy inferior. We should, we should, we should probably slightly <laughs> mention Bersara's call as much as he's like, oh, you think he's just like a little scurrying scientist? He has one kind of fatal flaw, which is his need for drama. He's very mm. much. He's like the Jersey Shore. As this picture shows. Because like, oh. <laughs> when he when he shows Gilliman the Prime Maris Marines the first time, he mm. literally like makes it into a spectacle, and he's like, "Behold!" And he, <laughs> my word. And he actually is like, basically, he wants he does that. What's it? You know, um, who's the guy? Is it Jeb Bush? Who remembers him? Yeah, he does that part him. where he's like, "Please clap." <laughs> <laughs> but not being funny, if you worked on this for ten thousand years, I'd be like, "Yeah, I want a ceremony. Yeah. You need. To, I want yeah. like, I want a plaque. I want a golden plaque. <laughs> I want trumpets. I want a band. I want a mariachi band to come out. I want, uh, you know, a feast. I want every. Because I've been. Do you know how hard I've been working on this, and how many like other people's minds I've had to subsume, and how much I've sacrificed? And mm. yeah, I would want some fanfare. I mean, this guy would um, prefer being a servitor rather than being furniture do you know, well, <laughs> do you know what crimson, I just crimson glory is back at it with 50 dollars thank you crimson can i get a box for the omnicized best boy i still don't know what the box is uh also the cardons episode yeah good question that's a good question i have been doing bad at war stuff so i wouldn't mind Hmm. Learning more about yeah, them. we could maybe mention them in Badab or or they're are they they're not cursed founding, are they? No, I they're thought they were, one. but they're not. They are. Even older, are. even older than cursed yeah. founding. They're they're back yeah. from like theoretically back from the first days. They're the supposedly crusade. actually a second founding chapter, but that's not confirmed. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're like a weird one. Um, but yeah, we can do old it as hell. Clause. 
For you, Crimson, uh, anything, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Crimson Glory. Thank you. Uh, um, yeah, so he's basically Gilliman's back on the board now. Yep, he's back on the board. <laughs> Looks like Gilliman's back on the menu. I'll say weird for Gilliman because um, he's like, the last time I spoke to you, you looked a lot more human. And now you're yeah, like, you were, that. you were like small. Now you were a big beetle. And why is that yeah. lady flying? And who's this guy with the who likes tangerines? And what is going on? Why why are there like weird pictures on the Temple of Hera? And why is that child wearing a weird pendant with a skull on it? Like, what's going on? <laughs> that guy has um, two power it. fists. What the hell? And he's a child. <laughs> turn that baby into a servitor. Why is there baby baby flying? Why and why is it like got a speaker in its throat that's making like hymns? What's going on? Um, so yeah, <laughs> Gilliman's Gilliman's been resurrected. Hooray! Everyone loves Gilly Bob. Mm. He's great. Um, but with his resurrection, big shift in power in the galaxy. Mm. The most important thing that's happened in the 41st millennium on the Imperium side by a long margin. I mean, Cole's really cool, but he ain't no Primarch. Mm. So it's like, okay, we've got a Primarch and he's alive and that's awesome. And he doesn't look old like the lion, so he's still kind of beautific. That's nice. We'll make nice leave, leave my stuff. beautiful Primarch's hairline alone. <laughs> <laughs> leave Charles Dance alone. Um, so with Gilliman's resurrection, he begins the Terran Crusade because he's like, right, Ultramar's bit. Mm, we've, we've defended it. That's good. I need to speak with Dad. So he goes, all right, belly boy, belly boy, belly boy. gather the, the troops. We're going to Terra. We're going to have, I'm going to knock on Dad's door and go like, hey, Dad, sup? I'm back. Dab. And so they start their Terran Crusade and uh, they need to get all the way from Ultramar, which is in the, the kind of uh, southeast of the galaxy, all the way to the west where Holy Terra is. Kind of a big problem. Uh, great Rift. Not great. So with Urain, with uh, Cypher of the Dark Angels, with the Ultramarines, with some Grey Knight guys, with Call uh, and his Mechanicus guys, with Celestine, with Greyfax and all their band of friends, they manage to uh, travel to Terra. However, um, slight problem. Red Corsairs and Thousand Suns are in the way. And Primarch's Magna, Primarch Magnus the Red is also kind of s stopping them uh, from getting to, to Terra. And they have a big confrontation on the moon of Luna. Long story short, they manage to repel the Thousand Suns. They manage to escape the clutches of the Red Corsairs. And with Belisarius's work of not only uh, protecting the, the armor of faith and installing it onto Gilliman, with Gilliman's meeting with the Emperor, he's now been given the Emperor's sword because he's like, well, you're, you're the only one left. What's the worst that could happen? You're going to lose my sword. Come on, take the sword. So he takes the sword. He's like, okay, my, my pledge to Gilliman is complete. But the most important thing is I've got to show him my masterpiece. So he goes, okay, Gilliman, you've had, you've had, a, you've had your chat with dad. Um, this is kind of a big deal. This is, this is like my life's work. I worked on this for like 10,000 years. Uh, you know all those losses you incurred during uh, the, the battle on Ultramar? You know how you know the Tyranids kind of messed up uh, Kalgar's boys? You know how Kadia just blew up? Big sad. But He wants to show him his life work, but he doesn't want to appear too needy. Yeah. So like, you can see my life work if you want. If you want, yeah. Whatever, uh, it's like, all cool. It's just, fine. Just want to show you like <laughs> these hundreds of thousands of soldiers I've been working on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not kind of a big deal, kind of a big deal, but like you know, like you know, like Starties, you know, you're you're a Primarch, you're like, oh, Starties, blah, blah. you know, Starties kind of cool, but like these ones are bigger, like, look at that, it's like good head taller. Oh, look at that, look at his armor, I made that, I made that, see that, I made that gun, that's mine. So he basically goes, hey, 
Prime Iris. Pretty cool, right? I know you're a kind of a big proponent of your your book you wrote with your book tour with the Codex Astartes. I get that. So I've made like every conceivable chapter we know of on record. I've made Primaris of them. I even yeah. painted the armor just like they're supposed to be. Like he's he's done like the whole like model building thing the Dawn of War in real life. <laughs> <laughs> he's been like the ultimate hobbyist. He's like, <laughs> I did all the symbols and the heraldry properly. And here's some Deathwing guys. And here's some Blood Angels guys. Here's some weird obscure character that no one talks about in the law and doesn't have any artwork. But I've even done them. And so Gilliman's like, that's very impressive. Um, but I've kind of got stuff to do. So he takes <laughs> all the Primaris and he he starts to to deploy them in what he calls the uh the indomitus crusade which is kind of a big deal uh where he tests he he puts all of the astartes i believe at the beginning in light bands of is it gray shields where he goes we'll take an ultramarine and a space wolf and a blood angel and an imperial mm -hmm. fist and we'll put them all together in a band of like misfits and we'll let them test their deficiencies and their strengths and they basically operate stuff. like a legion at the time yeah yeah and they deploy yeah, them in like, like entire like double chapter strengths, even like two thousand marines, mm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, and he, he goes right. We got we got to go. We got to go, like Daddy's back. We've got to go reclaim the galaxy, and I got milk. So Daddy's like, back. Okay, <laughs> That's yeah. a hell of a phrase. Daddy's awesome. back, um, and we got to reclaim the galaxy. I've got milk. <laughs> Big blue Daddy is back. Mm. Let's go kick chaos's ass. Yeah. So then they go out, and they've got all these primaris of all these different chapters. Like we're going to send some to the chapters we know where they are. So we'll send some to this chapter or that chapter. Blah blah. blah. We'll bring a bunch with me on route because we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go see those. See those crazy, crazy sons of Sanguinius who like drinking blood and being a bit cheeky. We go see them. Um, they start to ascend their most stalwart veterans like Marnius Kalgar. goes, he's a bit old and ugh, smells of cabbage. Let's make him into a Primaris. That'll put some spring in his steps. So they do. Um, Call oversees all of this. He's now outfitted them with, you know, these these call pattern bolt guns. There's new dreadnoughts. There's new marks of armor and also variants of the Mark 10 armor. Like I have the, a question. Uh, ones. Do you yep. think this might be even for Colin here? Do you think they even bothered making Primaris Genesis chapter? <laughs> or did they just send them straight <laughs> oh, into the Ultramarines? Come on. Yeah. Uh, not probably not at first. You know, probably every time like, you know, Gilliman needed a spare Ultramarine and they grabbed one, they probably replaced him with a Primaris, and that's how it filtered down to the I, Genesis. Chapter. I like the idea that he actually made like five thousand Genesis Space Marines and just kept them in a fridge. Like they're there when we need them. Like for now, we'll just put them on ice. Can you imagine if you were like <laughs> you're, nice you're like I'm Primaris and then I'm just like part of the Indomitus Crusade. Then I get attached to the Genesis chapter, and then I get to leave that, and then I get attached yeah. to the Ultramarines. Or, or even just imagine you're like, oh, I'm like I'm an obscure but a cool chapter. Who are we deploying with? Oh, the Genesis chapter guys. Like, oh, <laughs> what, what, we're we're on like patrol duty then. Yeah, pretty much. It's a shame. Tough. I like to uh, I like to think that those Primaris uh, weren't even. Painted, painted in like Genesis colors. <laughs> it just had like a big sticker over the chapter emblem that had the Genesis logo. Oh, hey. And then when it was, you know, time for the inevitable, they just ripped the sticker off. It's like, well, all right, they, Ultramarine. Well, they were like this, like on the sprues, just like gray. They're like, we're not even going to paint the colors on yet. Just hold off for a minute because you're probably going to be an Ultramarine in like 10 days. Just give it a <laughs> um, but yeah, so they 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 venture forth they uh they aid in the devastation of Baal relief effort and they prevent several chapters of the blood angels from becoming extinct they reinforce them and other chapters with because it's kind of a good idea to be like we're going to go to Baal because all of them have kind of coagulated to defend the home world mm. so you've got like 10 different chapters all in one place that's a good place to start here's your primaris 
Uh, Dante, you're in charge of this half of the galaxy. I'll take the other half. Okay, break. And then they go. Um, so that's that's that. They're, they're at the devastation of Baal. There's now Primaris. Gabriel Seth is just going, I hate these guys. <laughs> but he's got them anyway. Um, with this new shift in power, Mars are getting even more annoyed at Call because now he's the golden boy again. Um, he's also... The thing is, like, Call wants to be in charge of the Mechanicus, and he keeps saying to Rabute, like, make me a High Lord of Terror, mm. make me the uh, like the, the the biggest, the Arch Arch Magos, make me the biggest, most important guy. <laughs> and Gilliam's like, I'm not allowed, Treaty of Mars, sorry, uh, Primarch's not allowed to give you that much power, and if I do that, there'll be another civil war in the Mechanicus. Mm. And Barely is like, no, I'll be fine, come on, make me, make me in charge. He's like, no, I can't, mate, sorry. Uh, and and Gilliam doesn't, like, trust Belisarius at all. He's indebted to him. He knows he needs him, but he's like, I don't trust this beetle guy because he doesn't know what his end goals are. Yeah, he's like, yeah. very he's much. Like, so. I know you work for the emperor, but I don't trust you, which is a bit sad. Like, look, he's he's done more than you have in the last ten thousand years. Give him a break. Because <laughs> there's, a, there's um, a part of Belisarius, which is the thing in like a common thing amongst modern, like science scientists and science fiction thing, which is like whether something should be done yeah not whether you know it can be done yeah and belisarius is very much we'll explain a bit later but he's very much guilty of the latter in some things <laughs> uh we got a five dollar donation by the way from non-dormiant he said when will big daddy gw finally give us androgynous femboy thousand sons models? <laughs> oh my gosh we, we wait they kind see. of are androgynous um, they're all dust yeah they don't mm, have they're in urns they don't really have a what's your pronoun dust or gone or <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like <laughs> i am residue um <laughs> but yeah so Call's a bit annoyed that he's not allowed to be in charge of the mechanics even though he really deserves it um so while he's kind of moping he's like oh, i've done my i've done all this stuff i get i gave him the arm of fate i protected the sword i made the big space marines i've done i've done everything i've done it i've cleaned my plate oh shit okay now what uh before we go into that crimson glory again <laughs> ten dollars basically sons of the phoenix super subtle call also my fiance agreed to sign off on this super chat to help colin get his irl marathi good luck and godspeed dsr thank you crimson nice. glory man. true hero thank you <laughs> Um, oh man so Call's kind of done all of his jobs so he's now like okay the, the most important thing to do is we need to contain this bloody cicatrix maledictum that's causing all these problems we need to stop this because if it keeps growing we are stuffed doesn't matter how many guns I make we can't stop chaos if, it, if it's everywhere so he ventures to a world um, called uh, it's not Sofa it's, yeah it's Sofa he, he ventures to Sofa Yes, so we're upon Sofa, and but way back in the way, way back in the day, the Imperium discovered this thing through the efforts of Barabas Dantioch and Alexis Pollux. They found this ancient Necron device called the Sofa device, and they used it to transport transport materials to teleport across the galaxy. Because back in the day, there was uh, the uh, <laughs> there was there was a bit of a thing called Calf, and uh, there was this thing called the Ruin Storm, and it was really bad, and. Uh, it kind of did what the Cicatrex Maledictum did, where it split the galaxy in two, and it was a massive pain in the ass. End of that conflict, they blew it up. Barabas Antioch did. Kind of brought the Tyranids into the galaxy, but we'll glaze over that for now. Um, but the problem was it blew up, and then it was like, oh, it's just a useless hunk of junk, can't do anything with it. For some reason, with the birth of the Great Rift, it's active again. And so, cause like, that's weird. 
It's an old Necron device. I should have a look into this. They've got to be connected. So with the help of the chapter known as the Scythes of the Emperor, who have been tasked with defending and guarding the planet and its uh, long dormant artifact, uh, Cool kind of figures out that the reason that this sofa device can do what it's, it's doing is it's powered by a Catan shard. And if you don't know what a Catan shard is, it's like imagine a primordial god that the Necrons blew up before humanity even existed. And they made it into shards, and that's kind of the power supply. Big problem. So Call he he communicates with Zahulash the Potentate, who is the the shard in question, who's been powering the device or lack of powering the device for the last ten thousand years. And Katana kind of sneaky, so he says to Call, "I'll I'll do your deal. I reckon if you, if you want to contain this thing from blowing up and causing more problems, I can help you. All I ask, all I ask." You gotta set me free, because I'm kind of tethered to this device. I can't go anywhere. You know, kids are getting worried. I haven't put anything <laughs> else in the fridge for years. I need to send a letter to my wife. You know, let's just uh, let's make a deal, you and me. It's we'll, a snatch uh, where the guy uh, says, "Listen, when pigs are hungry enough, they can devour <laughs> through bone." Exactly. Um, the trick is and... to starve the pigs for two weeks and then put down <laughs> plastic wrap everywhere. <laughs> um, so yeah obviously a trap but calls no bitch so he's like fine i can do that um so zahilash obviously betrays call and he's like right mm, stupid bug man i'm gonna kill you uh. um but belisarius is well smart so he teleports the uh the fragment of zahulash into like the heart using the sofa device with like into the heart of like a bunch of tomb worlds that are occupied by the necrons and are awake so he's basically like, oh, you know those guys who like chained you up in the first place and you betrayed? I'm just going to like send you in the middle of like a bunch of them and they're going to see you and be like, oh, hell no. And just like, go and get you. And Zahulash does that whole like, I will get you one day, Balasarius. Like an oil rich country. Yeah. <laughs> Telephoning America in the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the Bay of Pigs just in that sector of space. Um, That's a very nice democratically elected communist. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a shame if the CIA heard about it. It'd be a shame yeah. if someone wanted to put Russian nukes upon that. As well. oh, God. Yeah. So, so Zaharlash gets CIA'd across the galaxy. <laughs> um, but luckily enough, with the end of that, Belisarius manages, before he leaves, to retrieve some important information. Uh, we just got another $2 Thank donation you. from Clip. From Crimson Glory saying the definition of friendship is magic. Oh, yes, thank you for putting um, our children through university, Crimson Glory. Really, really. <laughs> thank you very much. And um, yeah, and the last thing I, I have pretty much is I would eat one last rant. I can't believe the size <laughs> of the Emperor were infected by gene stealers. Oh, yeah, my boys. How much as yeah, Eli probably enjoys that? It's epic. Yeah. It's so cool. Disgusting. I mean, it, didn't happen. it was a big threat in one of the Caiaphas Kane books. We're like, there's a, mm. there's gene sealers on that space hole. We cannot <laughs> risk them getting infected. They, Get in there, Kane. Were yeah. they Primaris or Firstborn when they got infected? For the last of the the size of the Emperor, I only have like a couple of Marines left. Because on the cover, the it's a Primaris side. But they they end up the original like Firstborn ones. The last of them end up dying in yeah. uh, the book, and then. The Primaris Marines basically kind of re rebuild rebirth the um, entire chapter, even though obviously the yeah. very last of the firstborn ones are there. 
Primaris yeah. wouldn't stop that though, would it? I mean, there's nothing specifically in them. It's like anti-gene steal in Oregon. No, I was, I was just wondering the timeline. Like, was it the first mm. one were infected and then they they jo- they dodged it because then Primaris turned up and went. Ugh, and I think just... the last of the size of the but the first one they all put psychic hoods on to stop the yeah. hive mind effect in their brain. Um, Oops, sort of so it kind of worked. They're, they're okay. They just basically mm. like. You know, I'm just they just got weird foreheads now. <laughs> yeah, basically they like that forehead looking a little bit, a bit sus, sus my dude. Sus. <laughs> um, but yeah, ridge, ridge, ridge foreheads aside. Um, <laughs> basically, Call goes. I'm going to take the data I can find here, and he manages to realize. Hold on, this uh, this this Faros device. It doesn't look like it's the only one there is. It looks like there might be a few others scattered across the galaxy. Huh. And so now, Call goes, okay, I'm going to spend the next few years of my time, now I have nothing else to do, trying to locate these other devices, because if we can harness their power, maybe like the pylons on uh, Cadia, we can slowly start to shrink the Eye of Terror, which is now the Cicatrix Maledictum, and hopefully save off chaos. Um, I have not read the new Belisarius Call and... uh, uh, Fabius, Fabius Biles. Biles. means no spoilers. Um, Good stuff. Well, so, saying that, I, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I have a little bit. Uh, I won't go. Well, I say no spoilers. It's, it's the law. All law is spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, if Eli wants to mute <laughs> me for the moment now, <laughs> um, I just I do know a little bit about the current Pariah Nexus events that's come out recently, as of time of recording, mm. which is where Belisarius call essentially is creating a conclave of other sects of the Mechanicum because he wants to forge an alliance. And this is all for the purposes of collecting Blackstone, which is the sort of things that the pylons are made from. And again, like it's pretty divided. Some people were like, oh, Bezara's cool. That, you know, that dude's amazing. And other guys are like, that guy looks like he bangs his head on the door every time he walks in a room on purpose because he's an attention seeker or something stupid. Like he, he's pretty, he's a controversial figure, but he wants to get all these forces of the Mechanicum on board. I, I assume actually it's probably because he wants to build pylons. Um, also, this is going to get him in trouble with the Necrons, most likely. <laughs> um, but it's like problem with this conclave uh, of great minds is that there's another great mind who's interested in some of the work happening here, and this is Mister Fabius Bile himself, the Clone Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm just picturing you know, him with Skeletor's voice, like, I'm not going to be away for this meeting. <laughs> the two gene fathers are here. And the plot mostly evolves around how Fabius Bile essentially is attacking uh, Bertar's core ship and particularly the Enclave as well. And we all think, like, Fabius Bile's obviously like, basically, you know, I'm better than you, whatever you're, you've made, you know, Primaris. Eh, I've seen a couple of them. It's all right, mate. It's, I'm, I'm not, not impressed. Lie. I'm not impressed, boy. Um, and essentially, this leads to a confrontation. We find out Fabius Bile doesn't really want to do anything with the Blackstone. He doesn't actually care about that. What his real objective was was um, a certain figure who stands by the side of Belisarius Call named Alpha Primus. Now, for people who... Alpha Primus is a s- sort of space marine. Who appears as like a sort of calls bodyguard in a way it's also in the previous book um but there's something special about alpha primus which is sort of it links to 
first Iris calls vision with the emperor where the emperor originally said to him you're going to one day feel like you betrayed me and you need to keep going mm. on and we possibly believe this is it where Fabius Barb manages to capture this Alpha Primus and Alpha Primus is special because in his gene seed it contains like Alpha Primus is special he's not like a normal space marine like he's stronger he's faster he's more intelligent um but he's not quite a primarch is he kind of but like Litu? Kind of like that. He's he's made well. Litu is a is a space marine made. He's like a without, prototype. He's a prototype space marine in the Horus Her uh, Heresy on Terror, and he's made without any of the genetics of the actual Primarchs. He's made from the Emperor, I think, as a uh, is so mm. he's a unique one. Whereas Alpha Primus is made up with the genetics of all the Primarchs. And that's even the, the that, naughty ones, the two we don't. That's talk about. the that's the heresy essentially <laughs> that um, Belisarius Call has somewhat committed is in, in a way like he's used traitor gene seed to make this special thing, um, but it's also somewhat of a thing that leads into his flaws because he's created Alpha Primus, and it's almost again a thing of like he didn't have to do it, but he did it because he wanted to see if it could be done. And now, essentially, Fabius Bile takes his gene seed out of Alpha Primus while he's alive. Um, Alpha Primus Ooh. still lives, but he basically takes his black carapace out, which is obviously very special. And Fabius Bile like, sort of goes, sorry, I lied to you, Belisarius. You actually are a genius. and You did make something amazing here. Um, but I just had to lure you in. <laughs> also, yoink, like, you dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Fabius... Was quite rude. I, I do think this is also... This book is entirely made for two reasons which is to set up Velisarius's calls um pylon um sort of shenanigans but also for the fact of Empress children might get primaris traitor uh marines or you know maybe plenty of that but essentially Fabius Bile now walks off with a gene seed that is beyond priceless which Belisarius call has created and I think probably Alpha Primus may have been used to sort of as in like he's like the pure like great you know the actual genius work and then the primaris like the bulk version of him. the derivatives yeah yeah like store brand um <laughs> store store brand alpha primus is the primaris and uh obviously his name being alpha and Prima primus is pretty obvious <laughs> um but that's essentially where we that's what i was called again it's not really the end of the world necessarily, but it's very much like, a, oh crap, you know, <laughs> Fabius yeah. Bile, the rogue, man, the, the, the silly goof that he is, he's walked off with that gene seed. But now Belisarius Call has managed to get the Mechanicum, a larger contingent of the Mechanicum to side with him. And now they're essentially battling on Necron worlds and trying to harvest Blackstone for stuff. Mm. Yeah, because that's a that's a fun resource to have, Blackstone. It's just you can make fortresses out of it, you can make pylons out of it, you can make all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah, um, but that's kind of where Belisarius calls stories at the moment. He also hasn't seen Gilliman in a while, apparently. And then he's like he's very thinking I think he it says in this book as well, he feels like Gilliman might kill him if he found out about Alpha Primus. Mm. So he's very much like a I'm going to just not deal with that, and I'm going yeah. to put that in my mind for a later date. Because, yeah. They, 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 they certainly are, like, pushing the, uh, the prior Nexus stuff recently. But they had that show on Warhammer TV and Rosarek and all that. Like, it's all going on in get, prior Nexus. We better get Necron Pariahs back. I'm <laughs> waiting for that. 
for a long yeah. time. I did my video on Thomas um, McAvee, and everyone was like, oh, I remember this goofy little guy. Well, yeah, he's fun. Heck yeah. I think that's awesome. most, that's the, pretty much the up to date part, though, isn't it? Oh, sorry, yeah, I think so. Alpha, I hope Alpha Primus gets a model. Bro, please. Yeah. I, I, I think it's GW stuff is the only way any character usually gets a model is if it moves the plot forward mm. in a way. Although the, like, that, what's that guy from the white consoles who's got a cool model? And he's like, who's this guy? Oh, he's got a cool model. He's oh. in the um, Dawn of Fire novel series, mm. which they have now cancelled because no one liked what? it. Aww. <laughs> Haven't they done like seven books or something? They were trying to create like a Horrors Heresy 40k continuous plot thing going uh. along. But then a lot of people kind of went, that's a cool idea. It's a shame the books are very hit or miss. Uh. I have no idea, but people can, there's a book in that series called Wolf Time. And oh, yeah. the people who have read that are violently opposed to that book. Because apparently there's like the, the the space wolves are there's no wolf time in it for people wondering there's like wolf time like the end days yeah for the space wolves there's no wolf time in it it just like there's a oh. one point where someone says like it's like in a film where someone says the name of the It'd film be a shame uh, if there was yeah. a wolf time and then it's credits uh, <laughs> are you cheeky sods geez. did you guys say thanks to mr crimson glory for the five dollars thank no. you mr crimson glory again oh he says alpha loyal versus alpha legion traitor the same thing uh, Eldridge, <laughs> the old great one for five dollars. Thank you. Call walking away with his mechanic sack plump full of all that gene seed for the Imperium, of course. Goodness for the, gracious. of course, of I course. I need to hear that <laughs> for, for science reasons. Yeah. Well, when I was a uh, see how there's there's been characters who really haven't done much for the plot that still get models, like in fantasy and 40k. Realistically, like what has Creed done for the plot? Yeah. In lore, he was in charge of Cadia for a year, uh, and then it blew up. He just. This guy's yeah, yeah, and then there's mm -hmm. like you know those like Grom too. What, what did he do? He's fat. <laughs> Should we uh, return to the okay. four squares <laughs> just for that? Yeah. Oh, there's also um, it reminds me of um, who as someone who's liked Iron Hands, and then the tabletop Iron Hands character is called Iron Father Ferius, who is by the way barely in anything. Yeah, and he's yeah. for some reason he's, he's like cool, oh, his tiny bit of lore is pretty cool. I mean, yes. It's new stuff. They are desperate for it. I mean, as much as it's a bad way to say it, the Iron Hands are gagging for more lore. <laughs> we just need... I, th I think the thing is as well, is like with the, you were saying about the Dawn of Fire stuff, I think they just need to like refresh some factions which need stuff like the Iron Hands, maybe the White Scars, the Salamanders. Just like get some of that moving first before you start to do a big grand opera start. Like, oh, we're going to have it all... Because I, like, when I look at the Dawn of Fire ones, I'm like, oh, there's a Gizmordian guard there. There's a... Oh, there's all these things in this book, obviously. But you're like, hang on. What about well that important thing? It know? made me actually think about which Primark is most likely returning next. And I figured I think it might be um Lehman Russ, simply for the fact of the lion came back. Uh or well, first of all, that intertwines greatly. Uh mm. and secondly it's to do with the the model release. Remember, this is this is a law about a board game or you know tabletop mm. game, and this Dark Angel is already being like a divergent chapter and getting a full release um, early twenty twenty four as of time of recording. Mm. Uh, I assume Space Wolf will some at some point will get something similar. So therefore, that's probably why Lehman Russ will come back before any of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. 
poor Jagger Tiger. I mean, Volgan could come back and it wouldn't change a thing, and I'd be fine with that. You know, what I mean, I, he's I, there. I just want like an adventure with Vulcan Hastan and Trazin. Like, <laughs> I was like, I want this, I want this. All right, we'll work together and then we'll split the difference. Like, have a fun little yeah. overlapping story. Keep trying to take you a have... spear at some point. Oh, yeah, please, you could have Trazin just like, like, I'm going to get your spear. A single crumb of Emperor's Children lore, please. Mm. Although, I don't oh, know. Julius is getting a book, I think. Eidolon's getting one. Yeah, Eidolon and Julius, I think. Mm. There's a second... Um... Julius case for on. There's uh, another... Don't, uh... don't, don't worry about it, babe. <laughs> <laughs> babe. I won't. There's another um, Emperor's Children uh, Renegade book coming out as well. Yeah, so they're about to get two books. Mm. I don't think it's Julius. I think it's like another... It's like a new character. I didn't think it was either, but my friend told me it was like for sure him. Huh. Maybe it's wrong, yeah. though. I don't know. But I think it is because Julius is still alive, which I totally forgot about. Keep forgetting Julius yeah. <laughs> at some point. Because it's not like. Yeah, that comes like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the first captain, <laughs> isn't he? But he's like, oh, I'm not re- I'm not like a, like an important first captain. He's not I'm a not POV like character in anything. He's just there. Like, oh, all right, Julius. How's it going? Yeah. Oh, that's Julius. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you awesome. for your input. Yeah. God, I remember listening to the uh, Lucius the Eternal book. I read it, and um, it's just a weird point in that where like he gets captured and he looks down and he's like, "Oh, my legs are no longer human legs anymore. They're <laughs> yeah. like I have hoofs." I remember yeah. thinking, "Why does Lucius the Eternal have hoofs?" <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, but Crimson. I read the book a long time ago. It's not memorable. Crimson Glory. I can't even begin to describe. Thank you for the five. Thank you. Thank you. I can't even begin to describe how badly I need a lore crime stream of all of you playing Lethal coming together. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Lethal company. We need so to do fun. some more gaming streams in general. Hmm. We probably should. We might do one in the uh, beginning of the new year. To be fair, oh, we should probably say this yeah. is like uh, as of time now. It's just before. I think it's our last yeah. one before Christmas. It's our last one because next and... week we're taking a week off because it's going to be Christmas time. We actually um, have we have a life, unfortunately, outside yeah. of this. Um, we've got to, we've got to really do, shocking. And we're cooking we're up something special for the end of the year, which won't be live, mm-hmm. but it'll be fun. Um, so, yeah. This and uh, this year. To that, we should probably take some of the things we want to do. I'll say some topics we're probably going to cover will be similar to uh, a lot of the releases happening next year. So there's, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we are doing Necrons. It's happened. Necron it's ha- Wars has been my epic rep battle, guys. Yeah, we like, <laughs> yeah. chomping at the bit for months. We're like, we need to do Necron Lords. I'm like, I hear you. I hear yes. you. <laughs> we have Necron Lords. There'll probably be some Dark Angels as of uh, really scheduled stuff. Maybe some Orcs, Custodies have. We've got to get I back to Great as well. Tau, Tau. I mean, we have been done like zero Tau things. We'll probably want to do a bit more Gotrick and Felix and then some uh, more fancy. I'm desperate to do vampire counts. <laughs> like it's Ooh, so that'd bad. Nice. That'd be very nice. Bad. I think our next thing though is a tier list stream, I do believe, uh, which will be after Christmas, and uh, we will obviously let you guys hear some ridiculously, I was about to say based, but it wouldn't be based. It would be <laughs> horrific takes on um, 40k content though. Um, I think though, does anyone else want to add anything more about Mr. Bellatoro's call? I think we covered him pretty decently there. I think he's cool. A little mm-hmm. bit of tabletop stuff. I... Yeah, if you got a tabletop stuff, I do have the. Uh, <laughs> does anyone actually pay for the 40k app? Because I definitely do myself. No. I, I kept the free uh, one and just I use... change my lists. 
or I mean, you I know, use the community sheets and Wahapedia whenever yeah. it updates, and which is Fury. slow sometimes. But right, should, should I put the screen up again? Then the uh, the belly. No, no that's fine. You can just keep it like this. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got the I got it up. Uh, he's, I'm you know I'll, I'll full admit not mechanicus guy. Uh, very cool, but just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's an interesting fella. Uh, reasonably tanky, two up save, four up involved save, ten wounds. So you know he can, he can take a hit. A uh, s- little slow, six inches of movement. You know we're not Necrons or you know <laughs> Death Guard here, but he's not he's not speeding around. Uh, he does have a couple different canticles, so he can buff units pretty decently. Uh, he's a uh, like he's a uh, he can reroll battle shock tests, reroll hits, rolls a one, uh, give units near him stealth. Which is that's unfair. <laughs> pretty damn, pretty damn good. Uh, he selects one of them uh, per battle round. Uh, where he can make it so that he can. You have to be within twelve inches of him to shoot him if he's close to a unit. Uh, he regenerates. Also good. Uh, his weapons. I'm not gonna lie. I think they're a little bit mid. Uh, the solar atomizer is D3 attacks, which I don't like that kind of randomness. Yeah, it mm-hmm. sucks. Uh, which, you know, it was a problem for the Wraith Guard. It's a problem here. It's it's pretty hard, you know. Hits up on hit two ups, AP minus four, strength 14, D3. Gonna hurt. Yeah. Uh, so that's not, that's pretty me- damn good in terms of. Oh, AP. no, it's good. Yeah. It's it has- just for. Yeah. What's up? Uh, is that- how many? What's the damage of it? Three. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, not too, it's yeah, but on average, you only hit with one, probably, maybe two. Well, yeah, and good. you might only get one. And then you have to wound. try with. Damn. Yeah. They probably don't have an um, oath of moment, do they? Mechanicus, so mm-hmm. annoying. Uh, his melee attacks also, you know, solid. Arc Scourge is, is anti-vehicle plus four, so, you know, his axe. Will, no, that's not his axe. That's something completely different. Arcscourge is like his um, it's like flail, isn't it? It's like a flail thing. Yeah, I, I, it's right above his axe on the data sheet, so that's mm. what I was reading. Uh, his axe is solid, uh, good for infantry. His mechadendrite hive is two d six attacks, which I, that makes me want to cry because I feel like I'd roll double ones every time. It's like, wow, I could have got twelve attacks. Uh. I got two. The attacks are also kind of shit if you're not fighting like guardsmen or. Mm. Uh, but you know there's a there's there's a role for taking out chaff uh he's he's i'd say he's all right eli i don't know if you a bit more about don't know if you know a bit more about call to me i think he's good especially because he's only 185 points and he, he gives a decent bit to the army for mm. that i heard he was one of their better things and that admec yeah. still has unfortunate rules as they have had for the last like three years it seems but I, yeah, it's uh, if you're playing Admech, you're a very brave soul. I'm very sorry for what GW is doing to you. Yeah, and I hope uh, you have but, a very hey, nice Colton. carry case with lots of foam. That's true. <laughs> or a lot of super glue. Uh, the worst thing about Call is painting, assembling him. Good luck. <laughs> oh, I have a Belisarius Call model, um, mm-hmm. but I don't uh, play Admech. Um, but he has definitely been turned into a demon prince with wings for me. Nice. Um, nice. So he's got a. I play Thousand Sun. He's got like a Zangor head on him, which is very heretical. And then he's got all his <laughs> different things. And I've given him um, what's the faction in Age of Sigma, which is like the Tree Men now? They're called Sylvan. Oh, Sylvan, Sylvan F. F. Sylvan F. Yeah. So they have um, Ariel and the girls. 
I have one of the Treekin things from that, and I gave it. They're like the sort of um, Durthu looking swords, oh, and I've given the Flares uh, core Core model that, and I've given it wings from um, another uh, Wood Elf sort of thing, and I've painted him up man. to be very nice. Oh, I mean. I'm I'm very happy with that. <laughs> He's made a great demon prince yeah. substitute. If anyone here is like thinking, I would be. Happy. Oh, we oh, have well, a donation. Go ahead, from, okay. We have a donation from uh, Bert uh, Bivid Demir, or uh, yeah, I don't want to say it. It's okay. Uh, you know who you are. Thank you, Bert. <laughs> uh, playing Rogue Trader now. Anybody not choosing the introduce me Abelard options 100% of the time is playing the game wrong. I have not gotten the game yet, but I would really like to. Haven't had a chance, but it might do this uh, Christmas break. A few of our uh, YouTuber buddies have had sponsorships, though, haven't they? With, oh, uh, yeah. For what? Row Trader. Oh, I don't care for CRPGs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I that. Yeah. That's so it. it's it's like like Baldur's Gate. I know everyone loves it. It's a great game. And I admit, it's a good game. I don't like CRPGs. Yeah. Nothing wrong with so it. So it's like, you know, it's like, it's it's the best, pie, It's you know, it's the best, I don't know, pie in the world. If you don't like pie, you're not gonna like yeah. it. I'd like pie. What do you mean? Are you sure Spider-Man Two is not the best game of the year? <laughs> no, I don't think it. I, the amount of people who are upset about that is ridiculous. <laughs> just... I'll, I'll double down on that. PlayStation games or movies? Hmm? Yeah, true. Yeah, have, yeah. It is a Sony project, though. Um, having said that, though, I think that will be the end of uh, this episode i think next time will be necron lords and then we have some more verses coming uh oh, if you made it this far as well don't forget the question of the week we had earlier it was like chrome me up um <laughs> so obviously whatever what what you know what mechanicus um modification thing would you get you know make it weird <laughs> make it weird <laughs> make it weird uh, that being said, though, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, thank you for the donations too. Yeah, really appreciate that. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope everyone has a lovely break, mm -hmm. and we'll catch you guys all next time.